fire those retro rockets, shoot the fruiton torpedoes, and like, uh, make us go that way. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, excuse me. I order you to undress and show me your thingies. But Captain, that violates intergalactic law, or, or something. <laughs> number one, I order you to go take a number two. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> beautiful upstate New York. This is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. What are we going to do this week? Oh, that's right. We're going to talk Bally and Stearns, baby. But not in the way we first said. No, we're changing it up. We're, we're changing it up. And this is episode 61, Return of the Pink Panther. This is where... It, it it picked up again after a long hiatus. Hiatus. You had the the Inspector Clouseau nineteen sixty eight movie that was a bomb. Yes, then you had a long really hiatus. Bad. Yep. And then we, we got Blake Edwards and Peter Sellers back together. Yay! For, yep, for Return of the Pink Panther with uh without David Niven, even though his character's in it, played by someone else. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Christopher Plummer played it. It might have been. I, yeah. Just and they, they the diamond gets stolen again. We're back to the diamond. Oh, my God. Surprised. Yep. yep. And Dreyfus is in it, and it's Kato's Kato. in it, and it's yep. it's good. Very good. It's very good. Highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. Hey, I I, I know we, we, we we're going to have a guest, a special guest we're going to have. Yeah, we said we were going to have a guest. And unfortunately, they had to back out. Well, they had to reschedule. But they're coming on. They, they had to reschedule. Now. Back out means they're not coming on. No, no, no. He wants to come on, and I, you know, we've been going back and forth. It's going to be two weeks from now. Next week, we're going to have another special guest on. So we're going to be, uh, it's going to be a couple weeks of guests, but we have our most used guest. We're going to use them up again. Wow, that's a great way to introduce somebody, Bruce. I know it is. Well, it's a Bruceism. Yeah, there are a lot of Bruceisms. <laughs> He's been on seven times. This will be number eight out of sixty-one episodes. So what's the math, Tim? The math is take that, Doug Polka. <laughs> the math, balls, the, the math is every seven to eight episodes then, if I'm figuring yes. that out right. Yes, it almost is. Hi, Tim. Hi, Mr. Tim. Tim Sexton. Hi, I'm out of rants. I, I got mad about everything in pinball, so I have no more rants for today. Oh, bullshit. Get you, get you bullshit. mad today. <laughs> the New England people say you suck. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, Tim was always our first choice. First I, choice for what? The Trash Talker Invitational. Oh, what's that? Oh, some competition you're just going to crush at in a couple weeks. Oh, I'm going? Oh, you're yes, going. you're going. I, I think I remember that thing. That's the thing where all the New England guys pretend they're good at pinball or something like that. And... Yep. Yeah, they do try to pretend. You know, you hope to go there when New England loses so you can really rub it in, in their faces. But unfortunately, the Jets suck. <laughs> the Giants not far behind. Wait a minute, so they play the Jets that weekend? No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. I don't, I don't know when they play. I don't even. I already am looking forward to next season for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to look forward to five seasons ahead at this point. Well, we're gonna get the first draft pick, so we're gonna be good. We'll be yeah, right. they do so uh, well the with Jets, those. The Jets draft so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think the odds of them is just throwing a dart at the board would be better than the actual mentality of doing the Jets management picks. The Jets suck, Bruce. They're terrible. I have been a Jets fan since 1980. I, I feel for you. I live up in fucking Billsville. That sucks. <laughs> wow, so you're surrounded by losing. Yes, I am. Yes, I go, I, at least my team didn't go to didn't go 0-4 in the Super Bowl. No, because you didn't make the Super Bowl. Yes, we did. 1-0. Uh, 1-0, yeah. Were you there for that, Bruce? Uh, yes. No, you weren't. I, my gleam in my father's eye, yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were gleaming in your father's eye, all right. <laughs> uh, so, news. A piece of news. News, boys and girls. Actually, Tim, uh, are you familiar with Laser Lord? Did you see any of that wonderful conversation? No. No? That's news to me. <sighs> okay. okay. So we'll okay. the backstory first. Okay, we'll, we'll give you a backstory. We'll give you a backstory. Uh, it's 1982. Stern is going in the toilet, right? They release like Viper, Orbiter 1, you know, games like that. So Terrible games, yeah. yeah so they're it, working yeah. on their next game, and it's called Laser Lord. And they're working up a white wood, and it's in a Viper cabinet. And at some point, they run out of money. Something happens. They, they, for two years, Stern does nothing. So this, this, this white wood kind of just disappears into history. Viper or Quicksilver? Qu- no, no, no. Laser Lord. Laser Lord. Laser Lord. This white wood just disappears into history. Fast forward ba-doop, to 1984. Ba-doop, ba-doop. Stern, at this point, have moved and are doing one last gasp effort at the... Um, I think it was the AOMA show or whatever it was, the industry show in October of 1984, they bring a game in called Laser Lord. But it's not the same Laser Lord as the Whitewood. This is a quick yeah, this is a Quicksilver with different artwork and software and sounds. S- same playfield. Obviously to save money. And number 1 and only one was done. Yep. Supposedly. And that sold on eBay like last year or the year before for like $7,000. Of course. Of course. Fast forward Forward to a month ago. uh, No, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just saying a month. Okay. Fast forward to a month ago. A plumber in Illinois is doing a job for somebody. Showing off his plumber's crack. (laughs) And (laughs) he wants a pinball machine and he sees there's a pinball machine in dude's basement. And he buys it or whatever. Whatever he buys it he gets, for. I guess it, yeah. Yep. He brings it back, and somehow he knows of Pinside. So he, he joins Pinside to post this in the um, for sale section. It was listed as Prototype Laser Lord, which, of course, gets everyone's attention. Like, ooh. <laughs> They're thinking it's like that one that sold on eBay probably, like, you know, last year. Then they look at this thing. It's like, wait a minute. This is a completely different game. Lockable blocks, three ball locks. It's a wide body. It's in a Viper cabinet. Stand up targets, 13. Yes, spelling Nine laser in a row. Yep. Yes. So people are losing their shit. Holy crap! This is a huge piece of pinball history. Dun, dun, dun. That's, so it's like. The guy wants three grand for he it. He wants three grand for it now. Like, because originally he had no price because he didn't know what to charge for. Three grand! Instantly sold. <laughs> no! No. No. Because what happens is. Clay Harrell of the, um, what is it called? The VFW, VFW Museum. Museum. Oh, yeah, the VFW yeah. Museum in Michigan. He gets on the horn with his good friend Duncan Brown, who coincidentally is the guy I bought my Stargazer from. 
Yeah, and Duncan Brown, he works for, I believe, LED Design, Larry DeMar's company. Mm-hmm. And he said, asked them, can you stop by on your way to work and check this out and take pictures and possibly broker a deal for this thing? So he stops by. He takes pictures, and those are the ones that are IPDB right now, if you look. And he discovers that um, the original pictures of it didn't exactly show everything. Like yeah. the fact that the back glass is basically peeling, peeling on the bottom big time. Bad. Yeah, and bad. that the back of the cabinet is completely destroyed from water damage. Waterlogged. Yep. So it was obviously sitting in water for quite some time. So... I believe um, through Duncan, uh, Clay offered a grand. And the guy's like, no way. Then the whole pin side shitstorm happened, and then he just pulled it. And for last I heard is he wants like five grand for it now. <laughs> he's, got the Bruce, he's got the Bruce Nightingale bidding thing up. Yeah, it's like, oh, this has got to be, you know, I want five grand for it. So it was pulled, and a plumber has a Whitewood one-of-a-kind laser lord that he's looking to sell for five grand. He's trying to fix that plumber's crack. Mm. And it has the same back glass as the... It has the same back glass, because the back glass was the first thing done for it. So when they did the one in 84, they just reused it. Okay. Yep. So that's the, that's the story of Laser Lord. And, and, and then the entire... The, the string... The, yeah, the, the string went where it usually goes in Pinside into, like, just t- typical Pinside land. I won't even get into it. So what do you got? What do you want? The good news about a pinball company or the bad news about a pinball company? We're all negative. Bad news first. Well, there's a new pinball company slash I consider them almost like a porn name. <laughs> okay, what's the name of this wonderful company? Deep Root. Deep Deep Root. Yes. It sounds like some kind of fisting site for anal fisting. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They have hired a uh, well-known designer. Who could that be? Now, you would think you could pull from maybe even like Barry Ausler or steal one from Stern or from JJP. Brian Eddy. Brian Eddy's coming back. Brian Eddy would be great, too. I would love to see that. I'm pre-ordering. I'm putting $10,000 down. Yes, Yes. I would, too, actually, for Brian Eddy. But no. Oh. So then... Okay, you you can't get any of the old designers like Dennis Norman, Barry, you know Barry Ausler, anybody like that, Steve Ritchie, or anybody. So, who would you hire next? Now you only got a couple designers left. Do you pick the guy who uh, has kitty porn, or do you pick the guy who stole you know about five hundred thousand to a million dollars? Obviously, the guy who stole five hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars because that's yeah that yeah. That's not as bad as kitty porn. Of course. Of course. We'll take the guy that stole. And that's who they hired. They hired J-Pop. John Papaduke. Yep. Is the designer for Deep Root. Yes. <laughs> and people are having hissy fits over this. Me, first, the people who put all the money in towards him, they were stupid. They were. Guess what? Everyone was throwing money at every you know thing. They were throwing it at Predator. They were throwing it at... Alien, they're throwing it at other games, you know, companies, and, you know, some failed. We've seen that now. So that's why we always go by the rule. What's the rule of this show, Ron? What's the rule? Never pre-order and and make a monster deposit. But people didn't. But now you have J-Pop, who uh, now has a new job, and they're going to make Magic Girls. 
Raza's, and what's the other game that they they were going to make? There's three. Alice, uh, in, Alice Wonderland? in Wonderland. Yes. Unfortunately, the people who ordered through J-Pop through Zidware aren't going to get their games. What? They're all new orders. Uh, if they make this happen. Um, really? Bum, bum, ba-dum. So what do you think about that, Tim? I'm buying all three of them. Yes, I would too, because guess what? They're going to fix all the problems. Think about it. Would you rather have a Magic Girl that's twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars or maybe $30,000 that doesn't work? Or maybe I can buy a $15,000 one that works. Well, what I don't understand is why don't why didn't they just do the thing that American Pinball did where they're like, it's a new game and we're not tied to these old titles. I mean, the titles themselves give people this bargaining power of like, hey, we, we purchased these, right? You know, we still have a case here yeah, to I get know. these games. I think that's weird. Oh, totally. I think it's just a shortcut they think they're going to get to maybe get their production up faster. But if they know, if they don't know John that well. John shouldn't he be getting sued currently? Oh, he he is in court cases. Yes, I just I don't get it. Yeah, pinball is weird. Teflon Teflon pinball designers. Teflon like John. That. Yeah, he's Teflon John Popovich. You can't stop yes. him. Slippery when wet. Yeah, I mean so, it's also getting to the point where all those names you named are guys who are. Getting quite close to retirement age, and he was six, well, eventually you're going to need was 69. new Trudeau was yeah. 69. I don't understand it, but hey, to each their own. Yeah, they could have tried to hire, I don't know, anybody. Barry Ausler, Dennis Norman, or, anybody. Or go, for, go for some new talent, you know? Yeah, Ron Hallett, Bruce Ron Hallett. Hallett. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Sexton, he's great with numbers. Geometry is perfect for him. I'll tell you what, I'll just I'll just rip off a typical Steve Ritchie playfield and we'll get Tim to do the rules and we'll be all set. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Fun. So that was a little and then of course, you know, that favorite website just went all bonkers over that and other people, oh my god. I would think most sites would go bonkers over that. That's so stupid. Of course. It's just so stupid. I'm getting an email from Josh Sharp right now. Oh my great name dropping on the show. Oh, I am. Ooh, you got an email from Josh Sharp. Oh, yeah. It probably says you, you, brother. You, you did not pay your IFPA dollar fee. Yes, I And now we have the good news from a pinball company. TNA, which is Total Nuclear Annihilation number one, has been produced, has been shipped, and was shown on a Twitch feed this past week. Dead Flips. Some famous guy actually bought it. Who was that guy? That guy that... The one who does the Big Bang Theory theme song. Yes, Ed Robertson. Yep. He got number one. And he was delivered by uh, Jack Danger and uh, Ed... uh, Ed, What's his last name? I can't remember his name. I don't want to say it wrong. You mean Scott Denisi? Scott Denisi. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you call him? Ed? Ed Diablo. Yeah. (laughs) Ed Diablo. Scott Denisi. Scott Denisi. You know, the design. There you go. Deep Root could have hired him. They could have hired him. That would have been a smarter move. But uh, they did a nice podcast. Our, our own friend of the show, Jeff Teolis, was there giving comments and uh, highlights of uh, the TNA. Total Nuclear Annihilation. It looked good. Played good. Did you guys watch it? I think it has the best uh, pre-validation music ever in football. 
as soon as you hit the start button, it's just like da 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 da. It was uh, looked great. That means they're gearing up production, so more people will be getting them soon. And that's what a pinball company should do. Ship games. Ship games. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> what a concept. Only two have it down fully. Now we're getting to three. Yay! No, I, Spooky, Spooky was already there. What's the thing? They, they delivered everything they said they were going to. They've they, actually, no, I'm, I'm saying uh, Jersey Jack was number three. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm Jersey, saying Spooky. Jersey Jack's finally getting into actually yeah, exactly. delivering games. Yeah, exactly. Spooky was number two. Yep. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okie dokie. So next, we can talk about our own Tim Balls taking the challenge on and going to be going to uh, crush. Now, I saw those New England guys started putting up some numbers. And the problem with numbers against Tim is Tim will always find the flaw in your numbers. They just post some numbers. It's like they're mashing on their keyboard, you know. <laughs> what does it mean when they don't even want me to compete against them? You know, they kicked know. me out last year. This year, they reluctantly let me in on a technicality. I wasn't even going to bother because I'm like, you know, they want to have their own little party for themselves where they could go, oh, who's the best player in New England? And yeah, I was going to let them have it. But I guess now I'll have to show them how to actually play pinball. Yes. And you'll have a couple of friends from Orange County Pinball down there, too. Yep. Stephanie will be there. Yep. And so we'll uh, who's the other one that was in uh, Scott? Scott. Scott. Scott's also invited, so we got three New York State players ready to rock. I expect complete and total domination. Yes. I, I don't plan on doing any special preparation for the tournament. No, just go in there with a nice yeah. uh, nice New York Yankees hat and nice <laughs> jersey and show them what to do. I'll wear my 18-1 t-shirt. Oh, Ooh, pretty nice. good. Very good. Like and also make sure you crush Nugent. Because there's a there's a Nugent pinball machine there. Make sure yes. you crush that. Yes. Okay. And also and also that he's got a beautiful uh, eight ball deluxe and a beautiful uh, evil Knievel. Well, it's nice to know that at least New Englanders can keep their games looking good. Oh yeah, no, Chuck is very good with that. So I would never honestly. That's because they suck so bad they can't actually hit anything on the game. So the ball times are so short. There's like literally nowhere. <laughs> it's just a lot of wear on the posts because when they're missing their shots, they keep hitting the posts and it bounces off and drains. And other breaking than that, yeah. yeah. Other than that, there's no real wear on their games. No, not at all. Nope. Yeah, I fully expect to get to Chuck's and seeing no letters in Deluxe have ever been spelled in the history of that game. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Spinner? Spinners don't spin. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that came out this week. The Power 100 IFPA rankings. Boo! And our own Tim Balls is in that. No, I'm not. You're not? I'm not on the... I'm, like, probably 180th out of the top 100. Wow. I thought you would have definitely been in it. I didn't look at it, really, because guess what? I'm not in it. But we know who's number one in it. Uh, me? Wow. Dead silence there. Not it's, even, not even it Tim. It was almost... Chris Gian Sazali, the Hungarian, what do do they call him? The Hungarian something. He's a Hungarian player who has like 13, maybe 10 events on his IFPA card, and he's still ranked at the top 150. Holy crap. 
He's apparently a very good player, but he doesn't get to play that much. And everyone in Europe fears him. His record is an impressive 193 wins, 27 losses, and 7 ties. Wow. But number one is, of course, Keith Elwin. Which we now have a new name for Mr. Elwin. He is the one. He's Neo. He is Neo. He is the one. Since first, he is number one in the 100 IFPA power rankings. He is truly the IFPA number one player since his number is number one. He is the one. Which pill would he take? Oh, I don't remember. What was the colors? The red one was the one that uh, makes you continue the plot, and the blue one ends it. (laughs) Continue the plot. I think you would definitely take the red. Tim, I hear you're going on a trip soon. Yes, I've decided to add another pinball trip. (laughs) Oh, God. Where are you going now? Are you going to Europe with me to the Netherlands? No, not going that far. A little bit closer. About mm, 4,000 miles closer, I guess. I'm okay. going to Las Vegas. What are you going to Las Vegas for? Are you going to check out the Pinball Hall of Fame and maybe the Museum of Neon? And No, I, I've, I've done that before. I'm going for something brand new. The IFPA Heads Up Pinball Championship. Our own Tim Ball signed himself up, and he's going to rock and show everyone in the world what New York can do. It's a competition built almost entirely about rule and exploit knowledge of yep. the pinball machines. Yep. It's right up my alley. It's part of the Big Buck World Championship. So it's like Stern is sponsoring the Raw Thrills Raw Championship, and I guess they're co-hosting it together. Top prize is a new Stern Aerosmith Pro machine. So are you? Go- I heard this week you're going to actually start practicing for next year's Big Buck Hunter. Oh, yeah, I, I've done that, too. I've, I've gone to my local trucker stop where they have an internet-connected <laughs> Big Buck Hunter HD and all the truckers who are wearing like camouflage are watching me dressed in my normal clothes and not looking like I know how to shoot a shotgun and play this game over and over. Yeehaw! And how are you? Uh, I'm pretty mediocre, pretty much average when you look at the average scores of the ranked players. <laughs> and I think if I want to qualify, I have to start averaging perfect sites, which is three bucks per site. So hopefully by next year, I'll be able to qualify by next October. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be, I'll be able to be the first player to do both the Big Buck World Championship and the IFPA Heads Up Championship, assuming this continues in the future. Cool. There's a 20K prize for first, which is bigger than any pinball tournament prize. And you get to drink. It seems like they have fun at their things. Yeah, it seems like they have a lot of alcohol sponsors and a lot of different companies send their representatives to give you free samples of who knows what. By the end of it, everyone's just dancing and and aiming wildly with the big buck guns around the place. Sign me to fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if one of the games they'll use will be Big Buck Hunter Pro for the pinball part. No, it's uh, the the games are announced already. Oh, okay. What are the games? Aerosmith, Star Wars, and Ghostbusters. Busters. There's two of each game, and yes. you play them at the same time, head-to-head. The first player to hit the goal wins. And there's a preliminary set of goals that I've already practiced. There's five goals for each game. The only one I haven't practiced is light video mode on Star Wars, because I don't think that's in yet. Not in yet, but I supposedly I heard next week your code's supposed to be dropping. Okay, well then I'll have to get back and practice how to do that one. Yes, I heard next week. But you didn't hear that from me fully yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just heard it from you. 
But not fully. If fully. Is it going to be version... Are they up to version 1 yet? No, it will not be version 1. Okay. That's good to know. The game's been out how long? Oh, a couple months. Yeah, still still on beta code. That's good. Hey, you. That's good. Hey, hey, hey. So, Tim, you've also been posting some videos. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of YouTube video stuff. Trying to do a video every week of something. Something... Interesting, hopefully. <laughs> and what what have you been doing so far? Tell the listeners out there, all four of them. All four listeners. My latest video is called Tim's Pinball Tips: How to Aim. This is how you aim in pinball. And last week I did the hashtag Eight Hour Pinball Challenge, which has zero hits so far on Twitter. And it's where I decided to spend my entire Sunday afternoon driving around the Hudson Valley to see how many locations I could put my initials up on any pinball machine there. And how many did you do? I did five. I went to 12 locations. 11 were open. (laughs) Seven had pinball machines. And of those seven locations, I think two had games that worked 100%. I got five high scores, and I bailed on one location when the gate broke on Medieval Madness. And the other location had too many balls in the getaway trough. So it was kicking out two balls every single time. And then when one of them drained, it just ended the ball. Ooh. Didn't matter what I did. I, try- I tried to get one of the staff members to come over and open up the game. And he didn't have the key because it was a routed game. Okay. That and sense. yeah, I was just like, just take that ball and put it in the coin box. He's like, what's a coin box? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Fail. Yeah, he couldn't even get it open, so I couldn't. I couldn't manage to get the factory default of a hundred million with two balls in play, because it's very annoying to play getaway that way. Oh, I imagine. Ugh. Plus, the upper flipper wasn't even strong enough to hit the loop all the way around. Ugh, terrible fail, fail, fail. Lots of fail there. Yes, it was, but that's cool that you're doing new videos for the the newer people and showing like it is a challenge to go out there and still find good games on location, but some places do have them. Now your YouTube channel, is that also Tim Balls? It's t- Tim Balls. If you just search Tim Balls, it'll come up. I think the YouTube URLs are weird. I think you search Tim Balls Pinball in the URL to get to it. But Tim Balls just goes to me and not the other Tim Balls who took my name. <laughs> Fail. I feel you, though, on the number of hits. Hey, Bruce, any guesses on our YouTube podcast, how many hits they've been getting? 22. Uh, yeah, our first one got 20 views. Hey, it's close. Our second episode has gotten a whopping 12. All right. I am so glad I'm going through authoring those to upload them. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's really worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you. No, that was this was a request. Yeah, that, no, that's all your job. Thank yeah, you very oh, much. Oh, oh, bite me. <laughs> we'll do your job. Keep talking. We had two podcasts that talked about us this week. Oh, two more. We get talked about a lot. Yeah, we do. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, one was a good thing, and one was a funny thing, we'll say. And it's perfect that Tim is here to talk up our points about this. So the first one is the Pinball Players Podcast. They mentioned you and me again, because I sent in another email to that great show. Jeff does a great job up there. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. He was talking on episode four about video modes, the best and the worst. And I brought up two. The one is really bad, and the one is really good. 
The bad one he forgot is Game of Thrones. That video mode is terrible. Come on, Tim. Yeah, it's I I will not pick it just to like even if it's the best choice, I'll just pass because I yes. don't want to play it. It's uh, just a big waste of time. And no points. No points, no nothing. It's just 30 seconds of your life you just wasted. And the first one, if you just hit right button, mash right button, you win. Hmm, I'll have to remember that. I'll write that down. Writing that down. And then the wor- the best one of the best ones he forgot, Fishtails. That is one of the best yeah. video modes ever. Hitting jet skiers is fun. It's just like Seawolf. It's Seawolf. What the hell's Seawolf? Remember the old video game from the 70s where you had the periscope? And you're firing the torpedoes at the subs and the ships? Uh, that was clearly before my time. Oh, no, you're, you're old enough to play that. No, I, I, that, are you familiar with that, Tim? I don't think I've ever heard of that. No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame that. Tim. You definitely, Memorex boy. Yes, yes. I, I know the game you're talking about. Yes. Best video mode. That is one of the best. So, And he talked us up, and he brought you up again, saying how he likes our podcast very much. And He, it's one of, it's, he actually rated us right behind Nate. He said, Nate's is number one. We're, we're his second go-to. That hmm. was very high remarks, and I—he's number five now. He's our fifth listener. He's our fifth listener. <laughs> Who are yes. our first four listeners? Uh, your dad and your mom. Dad. My <laughs> yeah. dad and mom. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then another podcast who thinks we don't listen to him, but we do. The Eclectic Gamers Podcast talked about us. Not in a bad way. They didn't put us down because they say they don't talk bad about other podcasts. But they did talk about our game selection and our criticism of a game that we've criticized in the past. We all know that I've owned a Freedom. And it was gamey fits with video and with the electrical gremlins of tilting and a couple other things and not working and working and uh, just a lot of things. But we finally got it worked out. Not a problem. I sold it. It was almost firewood. But uh, we talked in the past about the Freedom Prototype and how the geometry sucks on it. They criticized us saying that we like cookie-cutter bottom third play fields. And, of course, that's not true because I have said on this show that I like Spanish eyes and I actually like old Chicago. Which Ron thinks I'm nuts, right, Ron? Yeah, I like Spanish eyes, but old Chicago sucks. Sorry. Yeah. And they say we can't be, we don't accept pop bumpers in the middle. Now, luckily, the one show we did talk about this on, Tim was talking with us about the geometry of the flippers being all wrong. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down a level because you know it's make it easier for uh, people who don't understand that freedom does not work in a prototype. First, what is the main goal of any early solid-state game? Get it up top. You got it. And hit the spinner and make points. And with the geom- points up top. Yes. With the geometry and those flippers at that angle, you cannot rip that spinner. It actually sucks. So when the, the spinner doesn't work so well, the game sucks. Enough said. Done. Yes. Why do you think Atari went out of business? Oh, 
Because they were messing with the lower third of the play field and players hated it. They figured that out. By the time the 80s rolled around, most people had figured it out. And some people were like, no, no, we, we've got some different idea in our head. To, and no, it never worked. They, no, they figured it Leave out towards it the, the end. Give it to Steve Ritchie. Oh, we'll make Superman. That's a great game. We sold a lot. Oh, but we really lost a lot in this freaking division. So we'll just gotta close it down. Well, <sighs> Steve Ritchie, the first thing he did immediately is like, all right, let's get these flippers where they belong. Yes. The bottom and the middle. You got to remember, Atari, most of their games were designed by basically engineers, not really designers. Yes. Yeah. They they were designed by people with degrees in engineering who thought it looked cool. Yes. It looks really cool. It looks really cool, but it plays like total shit. But, you know. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Best comment ever about an Atari. Most Atari games look like prototypes. They look like Just something there. they tried in a white wood. Like, oh, well, they, ne- they at least they never produced it. Oh, no, they did. No, they, they actually made this. So we do listen to the Eclectic Gamers podcast. And hi, guys. Hello. You're totally wrong on the freedom. Yeah, you're wrong. Totally wrong. Bruce Sorry. is about to tie like 20 fireworks to it and launch it up in the air. Oh, God. And, and the funny thing, it's not like I can say like, oh, I played one. I played three now. They all suck. We played them at consecutive shows. Exactly. Which was insane. <laughs> it was. So, Ron, dialed in. How's it play, baby? How's it play? I haven't got my protectors yet. <gasps> Every week. <laughs> Every week. Thank you. How, how many? Now, two weeks ago, how many weeks ago did I say you were going to get your protectors? You said I was going to get them after Expo. Yeah. Your exact words. So. And? Well, I haven't gotten him yet, so so you can still be closer. Yeah, he's getting closer. I did put the, um, and I don't know why they didn't do this from the factory. There's, they mylared a lot of areas, Mm -hmm. which is good. But one area I would think would be obvious to mylar they didn't, which is where the uh, you lock the ball when it comes out and just drops right on the playfield. You know your typical lawler, like like when you hit the the side ramp on Whirlwind and it comes around the ramp and then it just goes boink right on the playfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. the station lock. Yeah. Yes. It really should be some mylar there for the ball drop. So I just I put some there. Ooh. And there's mylar everywhere else. You would think there's mylar. There should be mylar. So I'm I'm basically just waiting for the protectors. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the, and the, and when the thing is, hey, may, maybe I'll get the uh, Jersey Jack ones before hand. Because hey, they're because they're developing one for the uh, the phone. Oh really? Yeah. They just showed a prototype. There's a picture of the prototype. Nice. So I, I I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but they're supposedly sending them out to the customers who have the game. Oh, that's great. So that that would be nice if that's the case. Now, I talked with a couple people, and we have a great idea for Dialed In. And we're going to try it on yours, I think. We're going to try it on mine? What does that mean? Well, in the privacy of your own home, the nude selfie mode. No. No, that's <laughs> stupid. I'll, I'll let you go ahead with this, but I have, I have a, a nerdy thing to ruin this at the end of your your. Oh idea. no! So go ahead, Bruce. I'll what, ruin it what, after. What, go ahead. You can ruin it right now. Go ahead. That was my idea. To do it selfie mode. Are you going to reprogram the camera to just aim lower? No, you can get on a stool. No, that's exactly <laughs> it. If the camera will just crop your face. Really? Yeah. It just oh. it just detects your face, I believe, and it just crops it because it goes everyone's face is zoomed in, so it just fits their face in the. Okay, so I got a better plan. You get two people there. You get your significant other with you. She puts <laughs> her face up there, and then you put your 
<laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the positioning of that. Uh, I don't know if it'll work too well. You can try it. I think we should try it. Do I, don't Ron, I don't know if Ron will let you try it on his. <laughs> I hear crickets in the background. Yeah, so you're going to hear crickets. I, I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> or you could get one of those fake butts. And put yeah, it on your yeah. face and just see if it, it can zoom in on that. That would be interesting. That would be very cool. I hear we have a new Slam Tilt Twitch page that's now up and running. Somewhat. I'm in, I'm in prototype or, or should I say beta mode. I'm like Star Wars. I'm, I'm in beta code right now. We haven't hit 1.0 yet. But you're letting everyone see this, so you're still uh, as bad as the... Yeah, but I'm not advertising it, so literally the only people who see it are you. And that's because my father texted you in the middle of the stream to watch it. Yes. <laughs> but the other one you told me last night, too. It looked good. looked really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, last night I, I text Bruce around, I don't know, 9.50 or so, and say, hey, got the stream up, check it out. And he uh, texted me the next morning saying, oh, I, didn't, I, w- I was asleep. It's like you were asleep at 9.50 on Saturday night. You are officially old. That's where all the yawns come from. Yeah. It is asleep. Yeah. But I was actually in bed by 8. You were in bed by 8. Get off my lawn. I was up at 4. I was up at 4. Yeah, you're always up at 4. So what? I know. Well, then I had a full day doing, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. I was working at the new... Adventure new, in my new, life. New, new what? New, new? new adventure. Well, he, he had to stop there. I didn't know what to say. It is an adventure, but it's also, if you know me, I have very little hair. I will probably have none. So I might as well tell everyone right now Here what's we go. going on. We've been insinuating yes. it for how many weeks now? We have. I am opening a bar slash arcade. You mean a barcade? No, I'm not allowed to say that legally because that is a trademarked thing. That's a trademarked thing? It is. It's Barcade is trademarked. So does that mean those guys get residuals every time on a news segment? They call them Barcades, which is what they always no, call they them? Should. They should. Well, the news can say it, but Bruce can't yes, as the owner of a... An establishment. An but establishment, I call yeah. it an arcade bar. Uh, it's called the Silver Ball Saloon. We're hoping to open in December. We're going to have dart machines, pool tables, my ball bowlers will be downstairs, and actually working, so, you know, you'll actually be able to play it. Ooh. <laughs> if the balls don't disappear. I'm only putting one ball at a time, because I don't want people throwing the balls and throwing the balls continuously and breaking the pins. So, yes, I'm already way heavy on that one. I was thinking more of them walking. No, no, no. What we're also going to do is when you, you have to get the balls from behind the bar and give a deposit. Oh, you have to get the balls from behind the bar and make a deposit. What kind of a deposit, Bruce? Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> That's what they do for the bar darts also up here. So it's very common. It's very common. So we have darts, pool, ball bowler, and 13 to 14 of your games of pleasure pinball. Ooh. Ooh. And we're going to have... Pinball machines? Yes. On location? On location. And they're going to be mostly mine. Some good titles we're going to have. We're going to have Medieval, uh, Medieval Madness, Star Trek LE, ACDC Premium, Metallica Premium, and a couple oldies that we all know and love. We're going to have, we're going to have the only stars on location. 
Yes. State New York. <laughs> We're going to have us some big game, some Paragon, some Harlem. And the only one I know of on location, a Stargazer. Whoa, Stargazer on location. I know. Wow. I have to go to Ron's if I want to play that game. Say what? Damn. What? <laughs> so uh, hopefully December 1st we'll be up and running. We have our liquor license in now. We're going through all the fun stuff with the building and everything like that. So you, you got the liquor license? No, no, it's in application right now. Yeah, yeah. with your previous arrest record, I don't know. It might be difficult. 27 arrests the record, you know, and uh, four convictions. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. No? 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 Okay. Uh, never done that. I'm a straight-laced person. You're a straight G. Yes, I is. And this is going to be Rochester, I'm assuming? Rochester. So, uh, again, it kind of cut out there. East Rochester. It's still cut out, but I think it's at East Rochester. East Rochester. Mm. East Rochester. East Rochester. East Rochester. There, East Rochester. There, we got it. We got it. <laughs> You'll get one of those takes. Exactly. That's why I did it so many times. <laughs> did you Did you hear it cutting too, Tim, or is it yeah, just me? Yeah, it cut for me. It's like yeah. his microphone can't pick up the E letter or something. You know, I, I think I figured this out, Bruce. What? I was thinking about this the other day. Bruce always says how much is better his internet is than mine. Mm-hmm. But do you have people there perhaps watching TV as we speak? They are watching TV as we speak. Yeah, what are they doing that through? Uh, what do you think? The internet! Yeah, unfortunately, I can't get that through my wife's head, that look. You can't watch this while I'm doing this, but of course... She says, F you. <laughs> she said, no, what, what's the... Before it was Game of Thrones, now it's uh, Highlander. Hi, hi, wait a minute, hi, Highlander? No, Highlander. What's uh, what's the one uh, with the Jamie Frazier? Outlander, Outlander. That's it. I was about to say Highlander. That was a show at one point. It was a great show. So uh, yeah, so that's probably why I'm cutting out a little bit. Uh, but again, congratulations, East Rochester, yes. the Silver Ball Saloon. You're gonna have to check it out. Of our web page will be coming up next week. Will be the Silver Ball Saloon. Ah. Now, the next question is, do I buy a video game? I might have to buy another video game for the first time in a long time. Big Buck Hunter. Big Buck Hunter. If I get that, I, wild. I, if I get that, I know Tim Sexton will be sitting at the door the first day waiting to get in because I'll hook yeah. it up to the Internet. Yeah, that you have to pay a fee to do that. I've learned all about the Big Buck Hunter content delivery system and all sorts of stuff recently. How much do you have to pay to hook up something that they're going to make money on? $25 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you get all updates directly downloaded for free. And you can do it through cell phone towers. And they that's the same cost, I believe, as doing it through Wi-Fi. So you're not paying for a cell plan. That wow. means you're always on, no matter what happens with your Wi-Fi, as long as the cell towers are up. And if you get the game, you could support our friend Josh Sharp. Yes, we could. And Raw Thrills. Yep. Is he working on commission? <laughs> Maybe. He might be. And, and if you have any uh, money left over, just for me, get a Target Terror. I love that game. Oh, God. <laughs> what? And put it on high violence mode. Yes. Well, don't forget, we got to help Josh pay for that Ferrari he just got. Right, guys? <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> All those $1 bills there. $1 are, are helping out. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not until so, next year, so it really doesn't make sense. 
I know. He's free, he, he, no, got he, he got it on credit. He got on credit. He's actually free, free, free he free reserved it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say uh, Big Buck Hunter, definitely. Yeah. I know, I know, you know, my father who doesn't play video games, I mean, he'll play that. I was thinking possibly of a Ms. Pac-Man Galaga combo game. Oh, going old school? Oh, that's a little cheaper, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's, it's cheaper, yeah. Get one of those uh, 25th anniversary ones. Yep. Yep. Or 20th anniversary. Yep. Yep. You could do that. If you get the 20th anniversary one, it still has the CRT monitor in it. Yes. So it's more likely to work. And it runs on like a uh, reg- like an actual board set, if I recall. It even has yes, the same. Does. It has the same reset bug in it, which t- t- Tim might like that. That's like an exploit. You can make in- any any of those Miss Pac-Man Galaga 20th anniversary games. You can make the game reset in a track mode. You can actually also take over the game and play it in a track mode. Yes. Ah, that's fun. Yeah. You so, have to learn about this now. Yeah, so yeah well, that's before the internet, of course, that yeah, they well, could I'll, just I'll, leave I'll, that in there. <laughs> I'll lay it out right now because it's really simple. It's really simple. What you do, you see one of these games, it'll work on any of the 20th anniversary Miss Pac-Man Galaga ones. When it's in the Galaga attract mode, there's a point where it shows like regular gameplay. Wait till one of the, uh, the, the bug that tries to beam you up comes down. The second his beam comes out, hit the fire button. You will then assume control of the ship and you'll actually be able to play the attract mode. Now, depending Ooh. on what you do in the attract mode, you can get it to do different things. If you let one of the uh, things beam you up, it'll reboot the machine. Cool. See? Learn something new every yep. day. So try it out. I, I go, go on a lot of trips, stopped at a, a lot of rest stops, and they would almost there was a period where almost every one of them <laughs> had one of these, and I would reset every one of them. And we did our good deed this week, Ron, didn't we? Sure. We helped we helped the vendor out. We we did. We did. We talked last week about flippers. This is a pinball podcast. We talked about the the unavailability of the classic Stern flippers. And then I brought up how uh Pinball Life had them in stock, or at least they had a listing that said classic Stern flipper bats. Now available. Now available. And it had him listed as working like in every classic Stern game. Which we questioned how that was possible because every classic Stern game doesn't use that same flipper bat. Yes, there's two different ones, a type one and a type two. There's the one that's the metal, it's like the metal shaft and the metal flipper with the plastic shoe screwed into it. That's used for your earlier games like Stars and Meteor, you know, that that era. And oh, then like the there's Galaxy, I think. Yeah, Galaxy. And then there's the Single piece, just a plastic plastic shoe with the, the shaft going into it that's used in big game and after. So Bruce, you got you got some flipper bats to uh, to test them out. What were your findings? They do not work on a type two. They are meant for type one. And by type one and type two, that is the, the flipper base plates that are underneath the play field. They're, yes. they're different. Type, type one are flush against the playfield. Type two are more like the newer Sterns and also the Bally's. They're raised off the playfield. Now, what kind of issue did that create? Well, you cannot tighten the type two with the type one bats that they now sell. Because? They don't reach the actual crank. To make it simpler, the shafts aren't long enough. 
Yes. On the on the the on old the type style, one, they're one, the they're type one, one and three quarters. Yeah, the type one flipper bats, because they're meant to go through the type one plates that are flush. They're shorter. Yes. So they're they're half, a quarter inch too short. Mm-hmm. And you let Terry know. Yes, and Terry was very receptive. He's like, "Oh my God, thank you." And I said, "Here, uh, here's the specs. If you want, I can send you a stern bat out." He goes, "Well, can I?" He doesn't know if he'll be able to make this type two, and he's like, "This kind of sucks because I made now type one bats, and I sell type two the rest of the assemblies." That is correct. So now he's talking about making, you know, making actually a type two with the proper length. But with the Type One style, with yeah. these, I know I said yeah. the same thing. I said the purist ain't gonna like that. No, because it's a different. It's the, the the bat is different. The flipper dimensions are different. I said that to him too. So if you're one of one of our our listeners, if you could maybe email him, if you have any game, big game, and after any classic stern, and you want the correct flipper bats, you have a stock in this. Tell them yes. you want the right flipper bats, and you will buy a shitload of them if he makes them. Yep. But if you need a Type 1... You're all set. You're all set. They are look great. They're perfect. I was very happy with them. I'm going to put them on my stars. You can put them on Meteor. There's a lot of good games out there that use them. Buy them from Terry. They look really good. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. I'm almost wow, you guys of- got through that pot that whole segment without saying anything about the short staffs. <laughs> shafts. shafts. The shafts. Yeah, well, I'm, not very used, I'm, not used, I'm not used to short staffs shafts, so I'm, I'm right, fine with okay. that. <sighs> <laughs> the shafts weren't long enough, butthead. Uh, yeah, mine was. <laughs> mine is. Yeah, yours is short enough. I got the type two, you got the type one. <laughs> ah, that's the slam tilt podcast I know about. There you go. <laughs> We were trying to be PC for a few seconds, and uh, Tim, Tim right thank you, thank you for letting us know who we are. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got to keep the show on yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... I, for now on, I'm going to be like a Type Two guy, you know. <laughs> well, let's say hi to Steve Bowden. Fun with bonus. Hi, Steve. And Zach. Hi, Zach. I said hi, Zach earlier. Mom didn't, so I'm saying it now. <laughs> hi, Steve. Hi, Zach. There you go. Next week is Jeff Teolis from the Pinball profile you got it right i did for once and by it's jeff teolis meaning he will be our guest next week yes he will okay so listen in for next week our normal recording time my bad (laughs) yep tim goes to the sanctum on monday yep he goes to the sanctum are you actually in the league there yeah i'm in the league this season but i'm not gonna be able to make finals once again because the new england guys are not interested in circuit events so they just schedule uh, the finals during circuit events that I plan on going to. Last time it was Northwest Pinball Championship. How dare Connecticut conflict with that? And then this time it's going to be Flippers in the Outer Banks. Because they want to have a break between the 24-hour and the Flippers tournament. Or the 24-hour and the finals. But that's also the the weekend in between. There's nothing. It's just the Flippers tournament in two weeks. So I'm going to miss the finals again. But I'm playing in the league and paying the fee. Mm. Mm. Are you going to 24 hours, Tim? Yes, of course. Okay. And I've heard there have been a few dropouts. Good. It's going a little bit down the wait list. Hopefully that speeds up soon to get some people like Steve Bowden in, although he is pretty deep down that wait list. He's he's behind me. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) 
you might get the situation where when you go through the waitlist, the waitlist players have made other plans. So yeah. maybe the waitlist is a little faster, but not a lot of players dropping out. Everyone's interested in this 24-hour battle. I know some Keith Elwin guy. The one is going to be there. The one. <laughs> still on the list. He is still on the list. Uh, he's my pick. He's my pick, too. Unless, I mean, he is older. You know, he could fade. You know, this yeah. is this is once where youth could be served. Yeah, the closer you are to pulling all nighters in college, the more of an advantage you have. Yeah, I can see Keith definitely then taking this thing hands down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, that's right. He yeah. works at Stern now. He's probably there to ridiculous hours. Probably is probably there right now. Yeah, sure. Why not? What the hell? Okay, Ron. Now you can tell everyone our great plan. Whoa! Which which one? Your title of our new segment. Oh, okay. Well, last week, we were going to do this segment. We called it, uh, was it Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine? Yes, the Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine. Which is another wonderfully dated reference from Rocky and Bullwinkle, which I'm sure Tim wouldn't know, even though I'm sure he's played Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, I know the shot. (laughs) He knows the shot. God almighty. I feel so old. (laughs) Kind of early on the flippers. They're a little droopy, and there's a lot of Uh. shots right up the middle. But, yeah. You're not that old, Bruce. How do you remember that? That show was off the air before you were born. Uh, I was watching it all the time on reruns. Natasha, go get Moose the Squirrel. That Moose the Squirrel. <laughs> Again! So we had, <laughs> um, we were going to do, pick a, a manufacturer in a year, and we we're going to go over their games. And we did. But um, a certain... The one. Yeah, the, the, one. the one. A certain Stern designer uh, had an idea of making it more like a... Bally versus Stern. Or, or manufacturer versus manufacturer. Yeah, in this case, like, and he suggested 1980 and 81. Well, he suggested 1980. We still had 81. Oh, we still, okay. So he suggested 80, but we're still going to do 81, and then we're going to do 80. So we're going to go through the games, and I picked Stern. Yes, he picked Stern twice. Now, here's, the, here's what the game plan is going to be. Since we're going by Bruceism rules, the person picks... Now, next week, I'll get to pick the next one, which we'll have to pick this week for next week's show. What? That is Bruceism. I totally have no idea what you just said. You picked the Sterns for two weeks, for both Sterns, for both 1980 and 1981. So now the next two, I get to pick the first of the two groups. So you might get stuck with a Gottlieb. I think it makes sense in Bruce's head, and yeah, we should just exactly. let him roll with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, exactly. Let him roll with it. But we'll, we'll see. It. We'll You'll do, see what happens. Yeah, whatever. We'll do 80 and 81. Okay. Because we got Tim here, and he can, yes. he can he help can me. He can be the judge. <laughs> oh, he could be the judge. And, and I like remember the, when this game came yeah, out. I remember <laughs> when it, I don't even remember when these games came out. Come on. I um, I yeah, because yeah, you're old. Um, I'm so, old. and I'm going to take this like I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm defending these games. Whether I actually like them or not, it doesn't matter. So I'll make the final judgment. Yep. So you'll be, you'll be Judge Wapner. Yep. This fa- this this uh, segment is called Face Off. So now that you chose the game, I'm going to choose. I'm choosing Judge Voltman. <laughs> that means Ron is Nick Cage. I'm Nicholas Cage. All right, no problem with that. <laughs> no problem with that. So Who okay. can overact the most? <laughs> That's why the movie was so good. They were just playing each other, overacting. It was yes, just great. Were. All right, so I'm going to go to the old IPDB right now. We're going to, in typical Slam Tilt fashion, instead of doing them in order, you know, 1980 and 81, we're going to do 81 first. 
No, we're doing 81 first, so I'm going to be able to win the first one. No, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Okay. You keep on thinking that one. Hold on. Let me let me get the games up here. All right, 1981. We got. Wait, what do you. Okay, let's count how many games we got total. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games were made in 12 months for the company Bally. All right, I only have six. Okay, so I'm already crushing you. One nothing. Right or wrong, Tim? Uh, volume of games, I don't think matters. Uh, there's a company that put out a lot of games that didn't do too well. It's called Gottlieb. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But that was in the 60s and 70s, so we, we, won't, we just ignore those. Uh, so, it, and, and by the way, if you were ahead, you'd be two points ahead because you said eight. I said six. Bruce has the opportunity to get up to eight points because he has the opportunity for two bonus points. If yes, the last two games are also good. I get Oregon to take, take away the right. games. Which is mathematically the same. But. See? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I get to take away two games. Yeah, I just thought, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just thought of a cool way of doing this then. Okay. We, we show, okay, so we have a selection of six games. Yes. And we pick, you know, we the should figure strength. out who picks, and then I have to pick we should, we should do it like more like a game, like somebody no, has their... I, I think this is how it should be done. Okay. You, okay. you should go and start with your strongest first. Yes. So it's not, don't do strategic, just do the best game, just have your own ranking, and head up, have them up head-to-head. And then the two remainder games, or however many remainder games, if those still exist, can have to just prove themselves to be worthy on their own to get bonus points. If the two worst games are, you know, nothing... Terrible? Can, yeah, worry about then they could get be if they're so bad they could be bonus points for the other side. Okay. Wow, I don't like any of these games. No, no, yeah, I know. I'm winning this fucking oh, bitch. Oh shit. Okay, I'm stretching my arms out, ready to rock. All right. Okay. So my first pick, my, my best, best of the best out of this selection, is Dragon Fist. Okay, you can take the fist. Ugh. Okay, that's the best you got. That's the best I got. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty shitty then. Hey, I'm going for the home run right now, right off the bat. I am Babe Ruth pointing to center field in the 1932 World Series, calling the shot. Eight ball deluxe. Boom. Done. Crush. Yeah, one point, Bruce. We don't even need to discuss. <laughs> Wait that. a minute. Crush. Wait a minute. Have, you, ever, have you even played Dragon Fist, Tim? No. And then how can you possibly make a ruling? Because Eight Ball Deluxe is amazing. <laughs> okay. First thing, Eight Ball Champ is a better game. There you go. I said it is it. a great game. Eight, but eight, eight Ball, ball Champ is a better game. Wait, eight Ball Deluxe has been made three different times. Yes. Yeah. Eight Ball Champ is a better game than 8-Ball Deluxe, and Dragon Fist is a better game than 8-Ball Champ. No way. No way. Yes way. No way. Yeah. 8-Ball Deluxe, the only game that's been made three different times in three different cabinets, all looking beautiful. Great rule set. Everyone that comes up to it and hears that quit talking and start chalking. Okay, so this is your Dragon Fist. That has speech in it, right? No, it doesn't. Okay, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so a game has to have speech to win? That's pretty poor, Bruce. No, but guess what? It just adds to the... Wait a sec. We sold the... a game that didn't have speech because it didn't have speech. <laughs> but it just adds to the aurora, you know, the aura of it all. How many games does Stern before this make speech? 
a lot, I think, didn't they? Like maybe actually, say, it looks six, like eighty-one. They kind of stopped at a certain point. Oh, why would that be? Actually, it looks like uh, they got Viper on here. I don't believe Viper has speech. No, it does not. But it has a rotating turret, so it doesn't need speech. That's how great it is. Turd? Yes, turd it. Yes. Thank God that. Uh, oh, oh shit! That's eighty-one. Oh man. I mean, Viper has an exciting turret that <laughs> rotates. It's great. But we haven't got to that one yet. Dragon Able Fist. Blocks. Dragon great Fist. Sounds. Okay, great, great sounds. Great, sounds. great speech. Easy, understandable gameplay. Three flippers. Drop mm. targets galore. Both sides, in line and side targets. And a kick out hole up top. They are Bally targets, so one point deducted there. But no. That's, that's, not a, that's not an official point. This is a point. Within the judging. Yes. Okay. It's a judge's point. Okay. But still, great game. Dragon Fist looks fun. I mean, it looks like it's got that Let him bring stern up the point. flow. Dragon Fist the makes Attack from Mars seem slow. <laughs> I will give him that. When it it's does. playing properly. It has two outer banks of sweepable drop targets that are positioned so they are sweepable. It also has the targets in the center. If you like Sea Witch, it uses the similar rule set where it has the moving X that goes in front of the the three banks. And if you complete that bank, you get the bonus multiplier increase. Which never goes away, unfortunately, in a Dragon Fist. Every ball of mine. No. Every ball. It resets. Yes, it, it resets every it ball. It does resets? Yep. Resets every ball. I thought the one out in... Uh... No. I, okay, I thought the one did. Okay. Unless he had a uh, the one in Texas didn't so unless he had a special ROM which the one in I thought the one in uh, uh the one in the arcade expo no that reset yeah. too that reset too okay. that's one of the things that makes it hard like you lose it after every ball yes that's why it should it plays brutally hard when set up correctly it said fast as hell and it's all about the gameplay so if you're gonna tell me if if you're gonna use oh this one has speech it has this it has that okay I can't beat you there this is just pure like you will love playing this game because the shots feel so good. Okay. How many did they make of yours? They were dying. Stern was going oh, how many in the make, How many did they make? How 302. Okay. 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 Uh, how, Ooh, many eight ball, <laughs> how many 8-ball deluxes did they make? First run. That's lame, Bruce. How many Stargazers did they make? How many medieval madnesses did they make? You, oh, how many Attack put... from Mars did they make? I'm, thro- I'm blowing up your argument, by the way. My arguments sound. Your arguments sound. So sound, the, sound, the, sound. the the goodness of the game is directly related to how good the company is doing. Okay, well, that makes no what? sense. If, if they didn't, wait a second, because that will bring up. We'll bring that up to your 1980 picks later on, because your company couldn't make good games in '80 to keep '81 good for you. See, it's all the logic. The logic's sound. The logic. <laughs> do you think the logic is sound, Tim? I'm yet to make my final decision. Okay. So 8-Ball Deluxe is definitely the superior game. The decision made by the judges. Hold on, I'm reading all their slips that they've submitted. (laughs) None of the judges have played Dragon Fist. Wow. (laughs) So this one is uh, TBD. Oh, boo. That's all right. You don't have confidence in Bally to win out this round? (laughs) Oh, no, I have plenty more. Round one, it's going to be a split decision. Okay, round two. Bring on your game. No, you, you go. I went the last time. Centaur. So that's your second best, you think? Second best. Five ball, multi ball. 
inline drop targets, resettable drop targets, fast gameplay. It's great sounds. Great sounds. The only board with the reverb board in it. The only board with the reverb board? Do you mean the only game with the reverb board? Yes. (laughs) Bruceism number 10. Yes, 10 today. Great game. What's your number two? Uh, this is where it gets hard. <laughs> now yeah, it's starting hard. to get hard because uh, I'll select free fall. Oh, God. A wide body by the legendary Harry Williams. Incredible artwork. Incredible back glass. Uses <laughs> um, a very neat ball locking method <laughs> where you, you the ball goes like it, it – gets fired up around this wire form and then goes to a ball lock mechanism on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide body, lots of stuff to shoot at. I believe it has that cool little grid thing where you can actually control which lights are lit. Yeah, yeah, it does. So you can control the, the lights like when you complete the bank, which ones get lit. Timmy, you'll like this. It has a standard flipper arrangement on the bottom, although it's a wide body. Yeah, I know. I've played it. So... <laughs> That's why he's laughing. Uh, this isn't good. Um, so <laughs> now we should also go by IPDB ratings too. No, Dragon, no. Finger, Dragon Fist was rated a six point nine. They're hot. Yeah, April Deluxe a seven point eight. Yeah, a full point better. Yeah, they're high. They have okay. no clue. Okay, no Centaur clue. They don't crush. play pinball. Centaur crushes. That's that's all I got. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Um, it's not going to get any better from Stern from here on out. <laughs> the decision unanimously is Centaur. <laughs> Five ball, multi ball, auto plunger, something that developers, designers like J pop never realized are amazing. It should be on all games and you should not rely on manual ball locking weirdness for your game. This really, uh, paved the way for some great pinball machines, Centaur. They're on, okay. his, they're on his games. Yep. They're uh, on his games. Circus Voltaire has a ball launcher. Yeah, but it still has physical locks that mess up all the time. And the game gets confused a lot. And it has random ball saves that turn on. And I feel like a lot of those things were, oh, this game's designed, but it needs some things to help it. Well, here's, <laughs> here's, here's a funny story pertaining to physical ball locks and not having an auto launcher. In League tonight, I was playing Rocho. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The ball... Hey, I'm actually Lawler is another offender. I'm actually yes, starting to is. like that game. Sorry, but I locked a ball. My my ball ball one. Yeah, ball one. I lock a ball. Then when I get up for my second ball, someone had already got multi ball, so I lock a ball again, and it's there. Ball one locked. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I've already locked a ball. That should be my second lock. Nope. Why did it do that? Then I it can't. Th- 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 <laughs> and I realized it has no auto launcher, so it has to do it that way. Yep, just like uh, Whitewater and a couple others back then. Oh God! So I gotta, I gotta pick the one next here. Next turn, come on! I'm yeah, ready. Up to I one can... point for Bruce. Oh boy! Um, oh shit! Um, catacomb. God. What? Okay, go ahead. Tell me, tell me the good things about catacomb. Go ahead. Catacomb. Awesome. Another beautiful grid. <laughs> yes. And a pachinko machine. <laughs> hey. Shut up. <laughs> You're interrupting my time. <laughs> judge, judge, you shouldn't be doing this. Have some class here. Okay. It has it has the piece of toast in the center. 
<laughs> That's what it looks like. It's a piece. It's supposed to be like a catacomb, but um, yes, it's about completing the grid. It requires timed trap target completion using is is numbers and um and uh, colors, and it has multi ball, which most people don't even realize that it's multi ball because the locks are not directly shootable. You hit them from the you get them in from the pop upper. Got a cool skill shot, which is extremely difficult. Actually, I think it has two different lanes that are technically skill shots, which will either freeze the numbers or the colors or something like that. And then it has the bagatelle game that nobody knows how to play. Can I don't think they did. Lit lane or something. So what you want to do is get the numbers that you don't have in the grid, and as long as you keep hitting numbers you don't have in the grid. You can keep playing. As soon as you hit one you've already had, that's when it ends. Nobody knows how that works. Nobody gets it. And then what will happen, and the way you get multi-ball, I believe, is if you complete if you complete a line or multiple lines or something like that, it'll start multi-ball. But if you did it like through the bagatelle and you actually got the lines, then when you plunge your next ball, multi-ball just starts, which will always confuse everyone. <laughs> But see, I, I think someone like you, Tim, would appreciate this, that kind of cerebral rule set. No, not these 80s variants oh, on it. Okay, so... <laughs> Stop sucking up so to this So I, I already know I'm going to lose this one, but... Uh, oh, and the artwork is uh, awesome. Backlash <laughs> is awesome. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you went from a Harry Williams game to a game that violates every Harry Williams design principle. <laughs> Don't give the player something and then take it away from them. Don't yes. reward the player for missing or stuff like that. Okay. All those things are violated. Wait a minute. How does it reward you for missing? The the game in the back where it's so confusing that you don't hit the lights. Pachinko. Uh, okay. And now we go to the bally goodness of 81. The class of 81 continues with Fathom. Ooh, it's a fun game. Beautiful cabinet, lockable multi balls, drop targets. Oh, not one set of inline drop targets. Two sets of inline drop targets. They even use one of your favorite uh, ball catches up top for like they used an eight ball champ. So another good goodness first time used. Yeah, they reused it in a better game. Yes, but they still used it in a good game then. Good sounds, great sounds actually. Good flow. Two or three ball, uh, you get playfield multipliers of 2x or 3x. Gotta love that always in a game. Overall, another home run done by Bally. All right, before you make your decision, Tim, just remember, Fathom was designed by the same guy who designed Gilligan's Island. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was- well, at this time, I would not have known that yet. Uh, so let's see, comparison, both are multi-ball games. Yes, they are. Um, there's uh, only one of them has a backlash game, <laughs> so you got got to hold that against Fathom, I guess. Uh, and the drop targets don't reset on Fathom, so it automatically wins for that. Win two points for for Valley. <sighs> Woo-hoo! Uh, uh, you're, you're striking out on this one, Bobby. Yeah, I can't wait for 1980. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay, all right, next. But don't forget. Don't forget who will win first. That's the best thing about this thing. I will always have that in my back pocket. 
Oh, so you're you're admitting you're losing 1980. I like it. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just going to win the first one. I said. That's all that matters. Okay. Okay. Now you think with three ga- great games like that, Bally's going to run out soon? And, and no, 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 <laughs> no. No. Of course not. We now go to the goodness of a four flipper game in Medusa. Bleh. Interesting that this is your fourth pick. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm. I. I still got one more, two more in the back. I'm still good. So this might be a strategic mis- mishap by Bruce. I'm thinking. Nope. Upper playfield, pseudo, but still an upper playfield with zipper flippers. The last time zipper flippers are used, and actually the best use of them. A kickout hole in the top. How many drop targets in the back? Oh, that's right. There's seven drop targets in the back. Multipliers gained on the left. Points gained on the right for the in lanes going up to the upper play field again. A timed skill shot to increase what, of course, is the best thing on the game, the center spinner. You time your skill shot right, your spinner score goes up even better. And, of course, on a bally in even a stern, the most important thing on it is the spinner, which Ron cannot deny. Plus, plus... We have a ball saver in the middle. And at the end, you could also get an extra amount of time if you match with the skill in the middle of what do they call that now? I forget what they call that now. Fuck. Give me two seconds. Shield of the gods. Shield of the gods. Thank you. And you have an extra display in the game. Not just five displays. We got six, you bitches. <laughs> and also, you have the first... I think it's the first time or the second time with the bumpable outlanes to get it back into play. Uh, I would think they probably use that in a lot of older games. Yeah, but I mean the newer. All right. I am choosing split second. (laughs) Hurry, 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 hurry. He didn't have much else to pick. While your game has a pseudo upper play field, mine has a real upper play field. That you can't get to. That you can totally get to. 50-volt powerful flippers make it easy to get up that left <laughs> ramp. That's not a joke, actually. If a well-maintained one, I've never had any issues getting up to an upper play field. It uh, has cool-ass art. Circus theme. <laughs> um, unfortunately, if you don't like circuses, I guess you probably wouldn't like it. But uh, it has you know great Harry Williams design, conventional inline, inlane outlane arrangement, even though it's a wide body. Uh, killer spinner as the um, was it three five drop targets in the upper play field. The lock is in the upper play field. So you have two less than me. It has a. Okay. It's not about the number of drop targets. Uh, well, there's three more in the center bank, and then another three in the right bank. We have four on the side and drop targets also too. So yeah, and a, and yeah. a kick, kick yeah. out hole and a turnaround yeah. and a cool little little like spring loaded thing like when the ball comes off the upper play field so it kind of just gently puts it down on the lower play field maybe some modern designs could use that <laughs> so they didn't like you know throw the ball on the play field and put dents in it do you know the last game that did that what have one of those things yeah what big hurt oh god but How you doing, Eric Killer? Don't, don't, there inter- you go. don't interrupt there you go, my, my uh, thing with the game. <laughs> there you go, paper. baby. <laughs> but, yep, I mean, um, good sounds for the most part. Speech might have been not the most appropriate thing for a circus theme, but it talks. 
There you go. There's there's my I'm 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 selling selling split second for you, man. Now this is an interesting one because in both of these games you have upper play fields with a bunch of drop targets. However, split second has multi ball. And a real upper play field. Medusa's is not a separate play field. True, a real upper play field. And uh the lower play field is actually useful on split second. So, you know, from the well, left how many spinners how much how many spinners does uh split second have? One. The same as Medusa. Yeah, and, and is that useful that spinner? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's if not. it's lit. No, it's, it's, it's not lit. It's a thousand of a spin. I know. What twenty five hundred in Medusa. Yeah, but that's that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> but it's good, it does. And a certain player, the one, does not like Medusa. That's another point against it, in my view. Uh, yeah, it was interesting that on the Bally side we had yeah, pretty much <laughs> If we had some split second, I think you would be picking Medusa. <laughs> that's a good question. So Case, if you're listening, split second or Medusa, you must decide. Okay. Well, I'm just looking at all the other Bally's that came out this year, and I think I like them all better than Medusa. <laughs> wow, I'm going, I'm going next to... So, in this round, I have to say I enjoy playing Split Second more than Medusa. Wow. It's less yes. common. It's a great circus theme. I'm going to give For tied. half a point. For half tied. a point. <laughs> no, you're not tied. Wow. A full point to Stern. So there's now one point for Stern and two points for Bally. Thank you. Oh, oh, that's stupid. How you doing there, Killer? Uh, I'm going to be doing really bad with the last two. Oh, that's yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can at least sell. I could sell the one. The second one's going to be hard to sell. This is where the music changes mm. and it all falls apart. <laughs> all right. All right. See, this is where we should have had more strategy because I could have picked a shittier one. To you go against have. it. Well, actually, yeah, maybe the role should change for next time. Well, no, but then he could pick a shittier one, too, yeah, of course. To, to battle my yeah. shittier one. Uh, right. Okay, so if I'm going in, uh, I'm going to have to do this. Lightning. <laughs> Lightning. Hey, don't laugh. Lightning. <laughs> Full-featured, cool-as-hell speech. If you ever actually get multi-ball, it does this whole, like, long long thing it does. It, it's, it sounds cool. And that, that uh, typical stern voice. Uh, it has uh, it has nipple on the back glass somehow, <laughs> but but it doesn't. It's covered up. But it's one of those back glasses you you have to look at like five or six times for like how did they do that? How did they how did that get made? How come there's a topless person on it? It's just yeah. The back the back glass is cool. It has a true upper play field. It's conventional size. The conventional width. Uh, it has a um, kick-ass spinner on the right. It has a, uh, two three banks of drop targets on the lower play field. A three bank on the upper play field. has three ball multi-ball. Like I said, speech, cool artwork. It's got a roundabout, like, turnaround thing in the lower play field. Excellent stern goodness. And did you see the flyer they had on IPDB? <laughs> Probably the least imaginative flyer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, light, oh, extra lightning strikes stern plant. Yeah, just a guy yeah. holding a newspaper, yeah, newspaper. that says yeah, lightning yes. came out. That's pretty bad. Well, at least the back <laughs> of the flyer is a little better, I guess. Yeah. But we're not judging on flyers. That's true. 
So I made my case for the excellent lightning. Okay. So I have still so many good games here. And that's the that's the bad thing about this. I don't know what I should throw up against this one because I think I think I'm gonna go so he went with a, a two level game, right? If I remember correctly? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do I go with a three level game? The first <laughs> one ever made with multi ball and sounds and an extra bonus thing? I think we're going to. We're going Electra. Ooh, really? Electra. Yep, because I can actually name all the good parts about Electra. Three level multi ball. First, uh, three level game. First one ever done. Electra units, which give you an extra bonus game at the end on the lower play field. Lockable multi ball sounds with voice and everything like that. M- wait, a play field, the middle play field, that never wears. Because it's got plexiglass over it. It will never wear. This is about gameplay. I don't care about if it'll never gameplay wear. Gameplay makes it fast. It makes it fast also. Yeah, but if you're going to go like it doesn't wear as a positive. Four flippers. Hey, wait a sec. On certain games, that is a plus. Diamond plate is a plus on certain games. So don't even go there with that. Yeah, but that shouldn't enter into this contest. It always, it, it always goes into the contest. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. That's right. Then, then the Sonic game. would win every single contest. <laughs> Wait for that. I hope to get Sonic one of these times. That'll be one of my selling points. Electro units, rock, seven-digit displays, all good. Three levels, multi-ball, uh, drop targets, fun game, easy fun game. I actually like Electra, so I can't. I can't <laughs> well, I've never played it, but I've also never played Lightning. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. So now I have to judge by which one do I want to play. And hell yeah, it looks like Electra. <laughs> oh. So by default, almost you win. I'm still, I'm still going for the. I'm still going for the home you run. Win. The, you win. You win. This is this is like no, playing no, no, unless unless Bally produced some massive turd that takes points off the board. Yep. So I got to keep on going. My next yep. game. The movie themed game of the year. Flash, Gordon. Dun, dun. You really say one of us? I only have one pick. I know you do, but that's why I get oh. the throw up a nice hard one. Okay. Flash, Gordon. You get the sounds of Ming. <laughs> Two playfields. Inline drop targets on the right. Three ramps you get to go up. Actually, two ramps and a kick up or kick down which is really cool. The kicker actually kicks towards you or the other way. Two times and three times multiplier play fields. Excellent game. Drop targets up top. And you get to hear big, pitiful earthlings and all the fun stuff. Great game. Home run. This is why I didn't want to have... Um, I wanted to do the best games against the best games because <laughs> it's not even close. Hey, hey. You didn't let me get... <laughs> you didn't give me a chance to sell Viper here. <laughs> Viper. <laughs> Viper, <laughs> wide body goodness. Wide body means better than narrow body. Has one of the coolest back glasses ever. Where Stern answers the question, can you show nipple on a back glass and get away with it? And the answer is yes, as long as it's metal. <laughs> so they made it metallic. If you look at that back glass, it's like, how did they get away with that? Because it's metal. It has a extremely cool ahead of its time toy the rotating turret 
which spins in both directions, not just one, both directions, where you can fire at a myriad of targets to increase your multiplier. It has I, mean, a, I have a question, question about this toy. You say it's ahead of its time. Did it ever come back? Um, yes. Yeah, kind of. Uh, the rotating turret in uh, Black Rose, where you yes. fire the cannon. Ah, it's okay. pretty much the same thing. You got a bu- yeah, actually, it's almost exactly the same thing, except that only rotates one direction. Actually, no, it rotates both directions. Both. That's right, because it, it comes forth. around one way. There you go. They reused it in Black Rose. But better. But um, <laughs> I... Uh, don't make me defend it. Yeah, Sorry, now keep the pitch going. Keep the pitch going. We haven't heard about multiball yet. And it has, did I mention it has multiball? It has multiball. Flash <laughs> Gordon does not have multiball. With a game like Flash Gordon, you don't need multiball. No, I've made my case. And it has cool side art that says Stern, so you'll know the name of the company that made it. <laughs> All right, all right. So the judges are deliberating. Uh, I'm the judges. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Tim actually played Viper, which is uh, I have. something that most judges Wait. probably could not say. I yes. got it to 9x, and I got over a million on Viper. And were you satisfied with that? No. Thank you. And unfor- one of the, these two games is one of my favorite pinball machines of all time. <laughs> and it is... Viper. Not Viper. <laughs> Four. Viper, you the are one. not the winner. <laughs> okay. Flash now Flash Gordon almost gets two points, but just gets one point. Four to one, which means I cannot lose. It's over. You already won. We went through but, all the games. Um, wait, no, no, no. Now I'm going to kick sand in the face of Stern with the last two games. What do you mean? We already went through all the games. I have two extras. There's two more ballys. It doesn't matter. You already won. Now it's the so bonus round. Are, no, you, let, are you admitting defeat? Yes, I'm admitting defeat for 1981. Okay, so the class of 1981 is Bally. Yep. And Bally's goodness wins out. So let's do this. For 1980, in the sake of time, let's just take the best five, or what we think the best five are. Oh, okay. I be next each week. Other. <laughs> you want to do it next week? No, let's do it now because we got Tim. All okay. Right. We got Tim as our judge. Okay. Do you want to just read them off? It, this is this is what I have out of the five I need to select. This is my my candidates: Galaxy, Ali, Big Game, Sea Witch, Cheetah, Quicksilver, Flight Two Thousand, Stargazer, and Nine Ball. How many games did you have? So I have a packed nineteen eighty. I have nine. I had ten. So you still have one more than I do. So you have yep. one more. So you should be able to so win this picking, too. You're picking five, huh? Yeah, I'm going to pick five of those. What What are your candidates? My five, or you? you no, didn't pick you, your five. Uh, no, I, no. Okay, you, here's the here's here's the greatness of Bally in 1980. Silver Ball Mania. <coughs> Space Invaders. <coughs> <coughs> Nitro Ground Shaker. We get those out of the way now. Mystic. Yeah. Now we go better. Viking, Xenon, Hot Dogging, Frontier, Skateball, and Rolling Stones. All right, so we're taking the top five. So Top five. So I'm scratching out some games. And I have to make a decision on all of them or else it results in a tie. Okay. All right. Number one. We're just going to go right for it, man. 
Stargazer. Greatest spinner game ever made. Three spinners, all with specific purposes. You can max out the two outer spinners. And then the center spinner is attached to the three bank next to it. In the coolness of Stern, you hit the drop target bank to lock in a value. If you complete the drop target bank, then the value goes away and it starts strobing again. So another instance of something you want to hit but not complete. You can crush all three spinners. You could literally hit all three of them and have them all three of them spinning simultaneously. Bonus multiple. Two more, but three banks can raise the bonus multiplier up to insane levels. The sound. Insane! The sound unparalleled. Possibly the coolest spinner sound ever created. Killer artwork. That's, a, that's what I got. That's it? Okay. That's and fine. they hardly made any of them, which if you go by Bruce's thing means it sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be close to you. Okay. Frontier. Who cannot love the sounds of fucking Frontier? Crickets and everything. You were complaining about the spinners. You actually have to get something to get that cool spinner sound. With my game, it starts off cool. You get crickets. You get all the sounds. You get, you get three pop bumpers, two slingshots, four stand-up targets, a three drop bank target, a spinning target, a kick out hole, and three inline drop targets. So you got like the whole goodness all in one game. You get the side thing up on top where a lockable gate where you can actually get the extra bonus hole. But the side, the gate actually locks. So you can actually get in there and kick out and get some more points on it. Great game, great cabinet, great backlash with Grizzly Adams. I think it looks like Cliff Clavin from Cheers with a beard. The decision for this round will come down to one key factor. The factor is the stuck factor. How long will you get stuck playing this game? And the winner is Stargazer, which will take two hours of your life anytime you hit that start button. Oh, fuck yeah! (laughs) Frontier, strong candidate. I mean, I think Frontier was a strong candidate, really. And if you go by rarity, it was only 1,850. Yeah, but Tim hates Frontier. Yeah, but I, I, I'm trying to be impartial to my personal preference in tournaments and say, you know, Frontier's a fine game. There's inlines and there's one spinner <laughs> and there's a big target in the middle you avoid. It's, in Stargazer, you hit everything and it's always moving and there's always flow. It's just It just rules. Okay. If they should make a game again, it should be Stargazer. Stargazer Vault Edition. Come on, Stern. <laughs> okay. Second kick, skateball. Ooh, now we're getting serious. Yes, we are. So, you have a great rule set. You have three flippers, including a little mini one. You get a five-bank drop target, a three-bank drop target, which you want to get for your your big points. You have a three-bank drop target in the middle, which you want to get when it's moving because there's movable shots underneath the targets. You get a nice kick-out hole on the side, so you get an extra bonus points. Great rules, good flow, excellent theme with skateboarding. Nipples on the front. We get two nipples on this one, boys. <laughs> so going by the nipple rule. Oh, the nipple index, yeah. The nipple index is doubled on this one. It's just an incredible, great game. And you get a back glass on it with a cool freaking uh, van in it. And it only took Paul Ferris one week to paint the backlash, even though it was so great. And I have owned this game, and it rocks. 
the challenger will be Sea Witch. Oh, this is a tough matchup. Sea Witch, you have four flippers. You have the three banks of drop targets, all with X's in front of them. The X moves around in the bank. So you reuse that rule again. In the bank, you complete. That was reused in Dragon Fist, and we already did that. So this was know, so this saying. is where it was used first, and it was reused because it was so fucking good in this game. So it increases your bonus multiplier. Plus, it has a cool feature that Dragon Fist doesn't have, where once you complete a bank, the next time you go to complete it, you actually don't want to get all the targets at once. You want to get one of them until the light in there starts flashing, and then you get extra points for completing the bank if you wait. Ahead of its time type of, of rule has the cool flow circle. You can plunge it all the way around into a full circle. Get, yeah, or, you can, or you can do a short plunge. You can hit a, uh, with the upper flipper, you can hit the orbit and have it go all the way around. Very rarely. Yeah, uh, if you have skill. Very you, rarely. If you have skill, unlike Bruce, you can get it to go all the way around. Has the spinner. <laughs> Cool artwork. It just plays like an absolute dream. You will continually play this game over and over again. Dropping the mic now. Hmm, this is a tricky one. Now, both games are very comparable. They both have four flippers. Uh, they both have interesting rule sets that I think a lot of people are familiar with from their appearance at classics tournaments and Papa and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to have to deduct points on Sea Witch for the upper left flipper being beefy, but I'm having to give it points for having the upper right flipper feed that orbit shot, which sounds and feels sweet when you hit it. When you hit it. Yes, when you hit it. I'm also going to deduct some points on Sea Witch for the uh, right spinner geometry being a little off. Could be a little better. Thank you. Skateball. I'm going to have to deduct points for a middle useless drop target bank of beef. That's not. It's the, if you get the, the flashing light in the, in the center and you get the 25,000 points. It's like the last thing you want on that game. Oh, I know, but there is way to – guess what? If you, got one, if you need 20,000 points and you hit that target with the flashing thing, game over. Just like this game, game over. Skateball, the upper left flipper, is very useful. Mm-hmm. The spinner – very nice to hit from the lower left flipper, a little better than Sea Witch. And the overall decision is going to come down to which game is more fun to continue playing after you've done all the building up everything. And that's going to be Skateball. Woo! You're high. You are sea so Witch, high. After you max out that bonus, it's like... You're done. You're done. Uh, you just put it up top, I guess. All right. I'll just kind of. Well, how's any you know, different than skateball? You do the same collect shit over and over and over. It's boring as hell. You get the bonus on the side. It's you get still boring as hell. Nah. Nope. You're wrong. Win. Judge Win. is wrong. <laughs> wow. Very close decision. It insulted Within, the judge. Oh, I will insult the judge. <laughs> okay. Next game there, killer. Let's see. Oh, so much to choose from. I don't want to pick Ali because Bruce will just laugh at me. I will. Hmm, I can go for innovation, or or I can go for just silky smooth gameplay. Go for innovation. Go ahead. <laughs> I was actually going to go for innovation because I could pick Good. the other one last. I'll pick Nine Ball. Ooh, Nine Ball. Nine Ball, Steve Kirk. 
masterpiece, one of his three masterpieces with Stern, the others being Stars and Meteor. Which don't count on this thing. So. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, he has a track record of awesomeness, and this game is no exception, as it has an eight-bank of drop targets. The same eight bank that was used to lesser effect on Flight 2000 is put to full effect in this game, as it literally resets after every time you hit a target and is a mechanical nightmare to maintain. But we're not <laughs> talking about mechanical nightmares to maintain. It's freaking cool as hell in gameplay. It's one of those games that you could have the sound completely off, and I could tell you it's nine ball just by the sound of that eight bank resetting, and the targets going and resetting, and then targets go down. It has cool-ass lock shot, which it, you can get by banking the ball off the right the right side where the spinner is. It has the spinner that just comes out. It does, it's not mounted on both sides. Innovation. It has the most useful single pop bumper in the history of pinball. As with one pop bumper, you can hit one bank of drop targets, another bank of drop targets, a dead bumper, another target, drop target that goes down, and lock a ball. All with the same pop bumper. The most useful pop bumper ever. Okay, that's that's As an actual skill shot to plunge to hit the target that lights the spinner. It has the cool U-turn where it builds a value. If you go too far, it will reset the value. If you do that before, you can collect it. Again, shots you want to hit and then shots you don't want to hit. I'm still waiting for the innovation. And it has three, that drop target bank. And it has three ball multi ball. And cool sounds. Does it and work the artwork all the time? Is, and the artwork is decent. Mine works flawlessly, Bruce. <laughs> I don't know about yours, but mine works just peachy. Okay. So, innovation. You're done? I want to make sure you're done first. I'm done, Bruce. Okay. Innovation is an eight bank drop target. Well, let's go to the kings of innovation. Bally. We're talking the first talking pinball machine. This is like, you know, si- all, the, all the games before this and even after are like silent movies. So you're talking about Gorgar then? Wrong manufacturer. We're talking about Bally's first talker. Huh. And that's oh, before oh, Stern's. Oh, oh, okay. And that is Xenon. Real innovation. That's the only innovative thing on Ramps. A ramp. In the game for Bally. Very innovative. A tube with lights behind it. Very innovative. Multiball. Also like yours. Innovative. Great female voice. Excellent cabinet artwork and artwork with the multiple layer back glass. We got four pop bumpers. Excellent spinner to rip. And little rollovers up top. You get four of those to pick. Plus, an inline drop back, drop targets on the right-hand side. This is the game. This is the game that made Bally millions. First game with two soundboards in it, actually, also. Not just one. We're going two soundboards. Hmm. This is another tough matchup. And it has infinity lights behind the back class, too. So it's like a chase rope without using a chase rope. Now you have... Points in each category for for some of these games. You've got the way Xenon looks much better than the way Nine Ball looks. Nine Ball, a game ostensibly about pool, <laughs> somehow set in outer space. It doesn't. It's not tied together as completely as you'd like. 
the nine ball just seems to be an excuse to make you count to nine instead of some other number <laughs> out of order. Uh, Xenon, of course, sounds much better with the speech and the, the oh, oh, pop bumpers and stuff like that. Gameplay-wise, though, you can't go wrong with a Steve Kirk game because it just shoots so well. And even if you don't know the rules, you don't understand them, you don't care because you can just hit the thing over and over again. Steve Kirk doesn't need speech because he doesn't have to tell you what to shoot because you can see what it is. However, on Xenon, you kind of need to know, uh, should I shoot for drop targets now or this this target here, or this, the spinner or the tube? Try a tube shot. It keeps telling me the tube shot and just keeps kicking it out. So I don't know what that's all about. Uh, so, hmm, which one do you go with? You can't go with Xenon. It's 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 a vulgar game. It's very vulgar. <laughs> it's a great game. That's if we're going by vulgar. It's vulgar. If we're going by the podcast, then this is an automatic win because it's vulgar like us. No, it's got the it's got her hole. Then the tube is obviously a penis. I mean, come 11, on, think about it, think about it. 11,000 people cannot be wrong. Oh, again, you're going to go by the sales numbers again. Yeah, sales numbers are, are negligible in this competition, you but, know? But they do help. Yeah, no, what wide body sold the most? Your Bally wide bodies. <laughs> Space Invaders. Yeah, and that game sucks. Well, maybe you'll see Well, now Bruce it. knows not to pick it in this case. Ca- I already, that's already scratched off. He knows off. that. <laughs> um... I don't know. You can't go wrong with Steve Kirk either, right? You know, he's one of the best designers in pinball. Ah, man, this is tough. I'm going to say I would rather play nine ball. <laughs> and that was a close decision. I take back everything I said about you after the last one there. <laughs> okay. Now we're going for the kitten caboodle. This is the last one, number five. Nope. No, it's number, number four. four. This number is number four, four. sir. Really? Yep, you're only up 2-1. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, have a nice day. <laughs> We're going to put everything into one game and make it awesome. Factor? With excellent sounds. Viking. Really? Viking. Really? Yep. Viking. Okay. Yep. Spinner in the middle. Four inline drop targets. Bounce back outlays, the nudge. Excellent sounds. When you actually hit the spinner, first it goes to 10 points. When you spin it so many times, then it goes up to 100 points. You spin it some more, it goes up to 1,000 points. Excellent rule. That is one of the kick-ass rules, because guess what? You keep on hitting it, you keep on making the points. Center kick out of the top. The excellent shot, of if you hit the right pathway, it can go all the way up and get up to the top kick out and run down your bonus some more. You have a shot. Annoying, but it is actually good for you. The woo, 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 woo. The twenty-five or fifty thousand point shot. I don't see a fifty thousand point shot on any game of yours since Stern. Great backlash. Great artwork by Paul Ferris again. Great play field. Great plastics. Everything about it is just smooth. It works. Viking. Your opponent is. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver. We have. The greatest green play field ever made. <laughs> With penises on it. <laughs> With penises on it. Much better than the other green play fields. Like, um, isn't Bally Special Force like like green? That's later in the future. Yeah. We, we yeah. But, better um, back in the 80s better than other green play fields. One of the 
just best feeling shooting play fields ever made. It has the bank of targets that's almost directly in front of you where you're like, oh my God, I've never seen targets that close to me before. But you can literally, on a perfect shot, sweep all the targets and hit the spinner with one shot. One of the greatest shots. And uh, not to name drop or anything, but a, a certain Neo, the one, said it was what he considered one of the best early solid state shots in existence. One shot, yeah. Okay. For one I shot. It I got has, a great shot going all the way through the play field. That's great. has not one, but two spinners, which along with Stargazer have possibly the coolest spinner sound ever. It has the, the saucer on the left. That increases your value of the drop targets. It has all the Quicksilver letters that you must get. Spell Quicksilver. And it has your standard lanes up top. Then if that's not enough, you have on the, the right side, you have the spinner plus more sweepable drop target action. And no game plays as, as good as this one. No, no game plays better, I'll say that. Just one of the greatest playing early solid state games ever made. I yield the floor. I'm changing my vote on the last one to Xenon. <laughs> oh! What? For, for podcast drama. So I can award the title to Quicksilver and make it two to two. Woo! <laughs> okay. Wow. You won on Quicksilver, but Xenon did win. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Boy, Tim. Don't worry, Rod. You know how to bring it home. Okay. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right. I, I know how to bring it home. Okay. So let's see what to go for here. Hopefully what I think is awesome is similar to what Tim's thinks is awesome or I'm in trouble. But I will have to say, I will pick the greatest wide body game ever made by Bally or Stern. And that would be Cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo, Cheetah. Cheetah. I hope Keeler never sells it to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn! I don't know to feel good or bad. Uh, bad very bad. <laughs> um, again, Harry Williams, genius design. He he did big game first, but then he he perfected his wide body skills on Cheetah. Again, another play filled with a good amount of green on it, also. But it's just one of the best. Uh, not one. It probably the best shooting wide body you will ever ever play. It has a five bank of drop targets in the center that is sweepable by a flipper that's located right there. And when you when you hit it, it's insane. Three spinners, and and literally, if you just sit there and try to shoot shots, like I wonder if there's a shot this way. Oh, there is. I wonder if there's a shot this way. Oh, there is. <laughs> Like, you look at every shot. I wonder if I can hit that spinner from this. Oh, I can. I mean, the only shots that aren't totally accessible are the three the three bank on the top that does the um, multiplier, but that assumes that you have the skill to plunge correctly and use the pop bumpers to your, to your advantage to get those targets. And you can hit at least one or two of them directly, but it just plays. It's all about the flow. It's all about how good it plays, and nothing feels better to shoot than Cheetah. The artwork is okay. No, it's terrible. <laughs> she doesn't have visible nipples. Bruce isn't No, exactly. <laughs> so mean. Um, and I, I, there's really nothing else I can say other than um, they didn't make near enough of them. 
Okay, so I'm pulling out the big gun right now. You're going to need it. And I own it. And it is the true blue number one wide body from Bally. Hot dogging. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) go on. (laughs) I'm going. I'm truly going. How many in lanes do we need? Five in lanes, baby. Spelling hot dog and rocks. Two sets of drop targets. And plus an inline set of drop targets. A good spinner. A kick out hole. Plus four pop bumpers. The wide body goodness flow. And, of course, the best part of the machine. The bonus countdown on the left hand side. When you get the middle lane up top and you get the K and then you get it on the right hand side and you get the what it's called the almost what would you call that almost like like the right side kicker. It counts down the bonus that you have right there, including your multipliers. I don't see no cheetah doing that. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. You get points for going for that shot and making it and making it done well. The artwork is incredible. Who doesn't like clinging ski clothes, and you get the guys with the cowboy hats and the big 80s uh, beards and mustaches, almost like what we call the porn mustaches. They're on this back glass. Oh, yes, they are. And it's a mirrored back glass. I don't see no mirror back glass on the old uh, cheetah. Not at all. Cabinet artwork nice. Artwork nice. Everything about this game rocks. Right, I'm not sure I heard this correctly. Let me just uh, ask you a few questions. Does Cheetah have a shot on the right side that just dumps the ball in the outlane if the rubbers are too new? Shot that dumps the ball in the right? Not to my knowledge. I've never had it happen uh, okay. to me. Does it, have, does it have a pop-upper above the left outlane on Cheetah? No. No, no, no it, it doesn't. That's okay. the goodness. No, That's the goodness. No. And not only that, I, I forgot the one-drop target bank to mention that that has a grid in front of it where you can get certain symbols that make certain shots worth more. I forgot to to throw that in there. I'm sorry. And they actually re-themed this great pin into another fun pin, Smokey and the Bandit. I still have another question for Ron. Does does, uh, Cheetah have a right spinner where when you just hit it, it just hits the the plunge rail and then comes back through it the other way? It doesn't really come up to the top that often? No, no, Cheetah has three spinners, and they all spin quite well. Oh, they all flow nice. Okay. Yeah, they all flow nice. All the shots feel good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Cheetah also doesn't have a, a weird, like, flipper above the right slingshot that seemingly has no purpose yeah, other than Yeah, and Cheetah it. looks like they knew what they were going to do with the slingshots. They didn't just put him in because oh, yeah. they had to and yeah, make him very Because it was designed by strange. Harry Williams, you know, a genius. So okay. he knew what he was doing. He stole right. from other people. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he stole from other people. Uh, yeah, the decision is pretty clear in, in my head. I'm waiting for the last results. Okay, Cheetah, Cheetah. Yep, that looks like it'll do it. Cheetah wins. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so for the yes. 80 year, he barely won. He didn't barely win. Look at the rest of the ballets for that year. You had nothing left to pick. I had one more. Bruce left deliberately went with the pick of like, well, maybe he doesn't know this game enough to know it sucks. And I would have went probably with uh, Rolling Stone next. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't have okay. beaten any of the Sterns. Yeah, though. I would. I could have went with Galaxy. I could have went with Big Game, and slaughtered your big Rolling game. Stones. Galaxy right? slaughters it. Galaxy slaughters it. Flight Two Thousand slaughters. Galaxy does not slaughter that. Uh, maybe not Galaxy, but no, the other ones yes. do. <laughs> or I would have went with uh, Nitro Ground Shaker, which is another good game. 
Ooh, I like Nitro Ground Shaker. So what spinner game could I have went with to beat you there? I don't know. I think Alley beats you still. Uh, but you you hate Alley, but still. It's a terrible game. I mean, no, the lineup not. of Stargazer, Sea Witch, Quicksilver, Cheetah. Oh, it's, very, it's a very hard, it's a hard bank. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Now, if you put 80 Stern versus 81 Bally. Mm, that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting competition. Yeah. And it would be. But that's for another time. Yeah, another so let's time. Go back, let's go back to the Wayback Machine now and pick the next time. Oh, no. We got to pick next one. Yeah, we got to hold on. Gotta put it in. I didn't put it in yet. Oh god. So so. Oh okay. I get this now. So I could end up like trying to defend, like yes. mid '80s got leaves. Oh, that's just wrong. The year is 1984. Okay. Now ask Tim. Now, since we picked the year, should I get the pick of what it should be? Williams, Bally, Gottlieb, or should we let the computer do it? Let the computer, Let the computer do, it. do it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that means because that means he might get not never get a pick either. You know that's the problem. He got two picks. No, already. you 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 pick two you with the com- you pick two with the computer and okay, then and then I picked the first one. Okay. Well, no, you pick okay. two with the computer and then we can have Timmy just assign us like a homework assignment. Which one we no, have? No, it's not assigning because you got the pick Stern both times. Oh well, so Gottlieb, I, I wanted it. Okay, Williams, Bally, Gottlieb is the way the order is. I'll pick Williams in 1984. Oh, so I, I get to choose? Bally or Gottlieb. You get oh. to choose. Uh, you, you, Bally, you're you're going to take Bally, of course, I would assume, from 1984, but maybe not. Uh, Well, what did, let's see what Gottlieb did. It's almost more entertaining if I pick Gottlieb and try to defend <laughs> their horrible games because it would be more humor, and I might actually do that. Let's see. i I got to see, though, if it's worth it or if they're just so bad that even I can't <laughs> bullshit to that level. 84 was the thin years. Well, and they also might have been another name. Milestar. Yeah, because it's got because oh, yeah, it's just right. got El Dorado, City of Gold, Pinball Square, Touchdown. Oh dear God! <laughs> oh my God! Hold on, I need to go for safety yeah, here. Look for Milestar. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm gonna go by the board. I'm gonna do the Bruce way here. There we go. Okay, so now now we got some 84s. We got Jacks to open. Alien Star, The Games, El Dorado, City of Gold, and Touchdown. Oh, oh boy. my God. I don't, I don't know if I can defend. Do you, do you want Bally then? Because Bally is Black Pyramid. <laughs> uh, hold on, it gets better. It gets a lot better. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. X's and O's. Kings of Steel. That's a good game. I like Kings of Steel. Kings of Right Target. Yeah, exactly. Just or Black Pyramid Left Orbit. Or right and Orbit. Ball, and and guess what? You get to take eight ball deluxe the last version. Alright. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Gottlieb. Wow, so Gottlieb versus Williams. We're gonna have Jax to open, Alien Star, the games, El Dorado, City of Gold, and Touchdown to choose from. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. You know your competition? What's my competition? It's probably Space oh. Shuttle. Of course. Starlight, <laughs> Laser Q, and I only have four games. No, I have them here. You have Stir Crazy, which is a vertical pinball. You have Laser Q, Pennant Fever, that's a pitching bat. Light Speed, which they didn't make any of. Starlight, Space Shuttle. And that's it. And that's it. Man, so we'll, we'll have to, damn. 
That's going to be bad. You want to take another year? <laughs> that was a bad year for pinball. That was a bad year for pinball. You want to pick another year? Pick another year. I think so. That's just pretty bad. Well, why don't we do um, just go back a year? 83? Actually, no, that doesn't work either. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, generate. Well, uh, uh, 80, 82. We'll do 82. 82? 82. Because at least you got you got um, Cosmic Gunfight. You got Varkov. There's not I'll enough games. Williams. We should just do three then or something because okay, it's so thin. You have Warlock, Defender, Varkon, which isn't even really a, a regular pinball machine, Cosmic Gunfight. That's like all you have for 82. How about 78? Okay, this is going downhill. Great. Now we're just making shit. Okay, 78. Sure, 78. 78. And I'll, I'll take Gottlieb, whatever they have, because I know they're going to have some shit. Mm-hmm. I probably got to take Bally again, of course, because I'm Bally Bruce or Stern. No, take Williams. Just stick with what we were going to do. We just changed the year. Okay. I will take Williams. 78. All right, so that'll be for next week. Yep, I think I'm going to get screwed on that one. I should have taken Bally. <laughs> or Stern. <laughs> so, we're going to mail? Ball bag? We'll do a ball bag, mail ball bag quickly. Then, did, do we have any Tim rants? you got to have a rant. Yeah, I got one. Game you hate. Just a game you hate. It's not a bit, it's, it's just, by itself, I am sick and tired of playing... Stern Tron in tournaments. Oh, God, oh, yes. Okay. Because it's such a boring game with a stupid block at the end of it when you're playing it in the tournament. The entire game is getting to the next multi-ball or just shooting the end of the line all day and then happening, happening to stumble into multi-balls while you do that. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that enough, you're blocked with the Sea Simulation thing, which is never worth playing in tournaments. If you're playing a head-to-head game and you're down by 10 million, you start Sea Simulation and you don't have, like, gem done, you know, you can't get to another multiball. You're on ball three, you're just like, well, I die here. And it's, it's so annoying to play. And everyone says, oh, Tron's so great, we should have it in every tournament, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, oh, no, I'm bored of it. I hate playing the same Tron. Every Tron game feels the same. You know, the same thing happens. You start Light Cycle, and then you play your, you know, Inner Orbit Quora Multiball. Then, you know, maybe you play another Multiball, another Light Cycle, maybe another Disc. And then once you play Disc, you're ready for Sea Simulation, and the game's over. The end. <laughs> Ta-da! I agree. I so, own one. Yeah, it's in every, it's in every circuit event. Eh, like half of them. All right, so uh, the first mail I have to read is by a guy who I believe Tron is his favorite game, <laughs> and that's Ryan C. See, it's different for home use. For home use, Sea Simulation is like a fun challenge. Yes. For tournaments, it's just a block. It's just like, ugh, here's where I die. And it's cool. You can, At home, you could go, well, I'm going to get Sea Simulation directly. I'm going to play this way. And I can restart when it doesn't work. But that's not a viable tournament strategy to go for your disc super jackpot. You just want to keep that going and hit end of the line combos. Yep. All the reasons it's good for home play make it bo- annoying in tournament play. So what does Ryan have to say? Ryan C. <laughs> he says, he says, good day, lads. Great episode once again. The demo man made... The demo man bit made me laugh out loud. 
I'm requesting yes. that you both do more call-outs from that machine. It's been 30 episodes since your last jackpot call-out episode, even though most of the playfield sounds are just explosions. Ron can be sly, and Bruce can play the accordion. <laughs> Greatest jackpot call-outs ever. Right there. Excellent. Excellent. Play better. You suck. That's an actual line from ACDC, by the way, not Skull. Next email we have is from uh, Jim. Jim from Texas. Yep. Hi, Jim. Good day, lads. Wow, that's catching on. Good day, lads. Starting a new segment with a beast. Forget the 1920s Yankees lineup. The 81 Valley lineup is the real murderer's row. Which was the first winner in our competition. Yeah, it was. It was a murderer's row. It kicked my ass. I would not have wanted to be another pinball manufacturer trying to compete with the likes of this lineup. Solid household names to Pinhead, Centaur, 8-Ball, Deluxe Fathom, and Flash Gordon, Embryana Medusa have also seen a lot of praise and value increase over the recent future. When the bottom of your lineup is Electra and Fireball 2, that's saying you are bringing your A-game. Having multi-ball games in this year, as well as speech, make for a memorable experience. And above all, some really fantastic play fields and rule sets. This was the year it all came together for Bally. And they, should have, and they should have been seen as the top dog by the end of 1981. Drop targets, star rollovers, and spinners were with awesome sounds equals winner. In my honest opinion, if A-Ball Deluxe would have received a spinner on the left orbit, oh shit, watch out. Hmm, that would have been cool, actually. It would have been great. Still, a great game with lots of drop targets. These were the years of hitting great shots to be rewarded with drains. Many drains after solid drop target hits. Lots of quarters for operators, as it would have been difficult to walk away until you were out of money. Cheers, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I have one from Facebook. Mike Dimas was thanking us for giving him birthday wishes last week and also thanking us for uh, mentioning his Canadian Pinball Podcast. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. This one's from Dennis. It said, Ugh, class of 81, talk about a softball choice for your first go of this segment. <laughs> but I'll play along and I'll avoid what I fear you'll get. Rambling discussion points regarding every game Bally made, or at least the Big 8. Oh, we didn't do that. Interestingly, I got pretty stumped on my class of 81 trivia by Nick of Nick's North American Pinball Tour and former guest of the Slam Toe Podcast when he was mm-hmm. in town recently. First, let me acknowledge up front that this was a banner year for Bally creativity. Pinball is dying. They are desperate. They go highly experimental. In the not-so-long run, they lose, but the designs are obviously quite respected today. The best. He says, runner-up is Flash Gordon. Upper playfield concept may have been stolen from Black Knight. It was. The bottom line is Flash Gordon is a better game. Mm. I kind of agree with him with the drop targets. The drop targets make it... Its brutality is legendary. I would argue it's the hardest mass-produced game of the 80s. What do you think about that, Tim? Would you agree with that? No. Mm. No. What's a, hard, what's a harder mass-produced game of the 80s? Uh, I think Black Knight actually is harder because it is, you know... Yeah, in hard settings. Yes. Okay. Even successful shots are punished, and I think even skilled players spend a lot of time with the ball out of control. This makes the game appealing to some and a major fail to others. For my part, I enjoy playing it, but I wouldn't want to own it. I think it turns new players off of pinball, and that is a death knell in my collection. But for those who like a challenge, the inline drops are both risky and a difficult shot to make, especially when factoring in flipper hop. Yep. 
Bally. That, I should have brought that up. Every one of your Bally, every one of these Bally's is flipper hop because it was built into the design. The game plays fast, so you never are trapped up in the upper playfield for long. It's very satisfying to get the ball back into the shooter lane, and the saucer alternating between shooting the ball down and up is a nice gimmick. Good sound package as well. Winner, wow, this seems to be um, this seems to be uh, quite a the theme. consensus on this. Yes. Eight ball deluxe, easily. This can be objectively measured by both its releases and its variants. He went by your thing that they released so many of them. We got the 1981 eight ball deluxe. We have the 1982 LE version. We have more eight ball deluxe in 1984, and that's just the Bally stuff. The design was so popular. I know of two variants. First, Gottlieb with Bad Girls in 1988. They mirrored the playfield so the shots were on the other side, replaced the inline drop targets with a very target, and added a multi-ball. But it's very much the same game layout. That's why I gotta try it. And Stern Pinball in 2000 with one of Bruce's favorite Sharky's Shootout. I like that game. Perhaps best summarized as Eight Ball Deluxe with a ramp shot and deeper code. Yep. Back to the Eight Bucks. To, yeah, eight Bucks. Eight Bucks. Eight Ball Deluxe design itself. What makes it fun? Well, it's challenging. The inline drops are critical, but at risk. Bad shots can get into the pops easily, and those are risky. There are lots of drops which are satisfying to hit. Three flipper layout gives you a lot of shot options. The game verbally gives you guidance so it's easy to understand what to do and hard to accomplish all of it. Only bad thing is the sound. The sound sucks. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Got one more message from Lauren Green. Do you want me to tell the whole thing or just want to do part of it? Just do part of it. Okay. Brace yourselves. All right, guys. Let's be serious for a minute. But first, you made my day with the shout-out on the podcast a while back. I was in my car. I can't imagine what other drivers thought about me by my wild gestations. So she was been like, ah! you know, jumping up and down. But seriously, we bought a dialed-in largely because of you. We were so happy. We were going to get an ACDC Volt because we regretted selling our original ACDC Premium. And got this instead. Hard choice, but a good choice. So interesting to see a pin that blends modern technology and themes properly. I feel like this was what 2000, uh, Pinball 2000 was going for. And should I continue or should I stop there? You may want to stop there because there's more to this. In the future. That might be coming up in the future. Yes. So again, we, man, we do a lot of that where we like hint at stuff. We, we almost like tease a lot. We tease a lot. I, I wonder <laughs> if, uh, oh I, my. if I was a listener, I'd be kind of pissed. It's like, you're doing yeah. it again. Dicks. Yeah, yeah, we could be real dicks. Like, oh, we know the next five games that are coming out. Uh, but everyone does. Everyone does. It's all Everyone out there. knows. It's everywhere. Did you know Tim's been hired as a designer at Stern? Oh, oh, we leaked oh, that out oh. now. Oh, no. Bruce, now I got to edit that out. <laughs> they want my first game done by Expo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your first game? I heard you're going to be you're going to be doing code with Lyman and finishing up Batman 66. Is that true? I'm going all the way back to Wheel of Fortune first and finishing that. <laughs> Fixing that. That was classic at you at uh, at Pinburg talking to uh, Keith Johnson about code, and he couldn't even remember. He's like, you, you were you were actually making him think for a little while well, about the code. Someone told me, I think it was Andre, he said, I don't think you would have gotten everything that was lit at that scoop. And I asked, I, I didn't know that. I didn't hit the scoop. Yeah. But uh, that's, I mean, I had to get like 60 million to beat whoever was in my group. Yeah. And I just asked Keith, I'm like, is that true? Would I not have gotten that stuff? And he said, no, you should get it all. Whatever it was lit, I should have gotten. Yep. Hmm. So was it, was it broken or 
No, I never hit the shot. I oh, you need multi ball uh, and a puzzle two rock. complete trip multi ball and bonus all lit up the scoop. Yeah. And I was still like 40 million down from second place. Yeah. <laughs> so I never hit the scoop and I didn't feel too bad because it wasn't like it was close. I think we're all set. I think we got everything. The bills. We got time to pay the bills. All right. I think we have a little bit of time. Uh, www.pinballlifter.com. Check out my website for lifters, tilters, uh, helpers. Use your brain, not your back. Move your pinballs with ease. I also have uh, Pinball Star. They sold uh, Ron, his dialed in. Check out Joe Newhart. He sells JJP. He sells Spooky. He sells American Pinball. Buy your pin from him. And then don't forget, we have Flipper Fidelity, Mike Pupo. He sells new in-box Sterns. He also sells the best Flipper Fidelity sound kits for your pinball machine. He also sells Stern Mods. Check him out. We get no money from these guys. We just like helping out people that help us out. And don't forget, look for our, our website in the next couple of weeks, the Silver Ball Saloon. It's out there now. Oh, shit. I'm going to... I'm going to pee my pants. Please send correspondence, emails, communications to us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Hate mail, too, for me. Hate mail for Bruce. You can check out our YouTube page, which has our episodes up with at least 10 views apiece. It's great. 10, 10. I had a question this week. I had a question, actually, somebody asked me. They thought like we like made this like over a couple days or like a day, day and a half. Most people don't realize that we kind of go continuously straight through and you just edit out my bad words. What do you mean a day and a half? Oh, like you mean like, like the, the podcasts are actually done over several yeah, settings? No. Yeah, yeah no. no. Every single podcast we've done with the exception of the two-parter we did with our own Tim Balls. And uh, Steve Bowden because they, they, we couldn't get them in the studio <laughs> at the yeah, same time, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's the only time we ever did like an edit like that. And I think the only other edit I ever did was when I put a little disclaimer at the, the first Scott episode where I wasn't on it. Yes. Apologizing for the fact that I wasn't on it. Everything else is pretty much recorded live and then butchered post-op by me. And trying to fix me. Trying to, to, to get it's not as many people mad at Bruce as that would be. Yes. So eight times, Mr. Tim. Very impressive. Thank you very much. I got learn much. When I was looking up your uh, Skype ID, it's like, oh, he's not Alex Jones anymore. No, I'm back to Tim. He's back to Tim. We like Tim balls. So uh, before I get to further plugging us, anything you would like to plug? Yeah, my YouTube channel is going to be the primary destination for Tim Balls content in the future. Uh, search for Tim Balls on YouTube, and it's going to have Facebook stuff along with that little short videos that you can share there. And then full-length stuff on YouTube every week, trying to just build up a huge archive of little tips and tricks and weekly vlog content and stuff. So that's my new project. Still going to be streaming just on Monday nights, and then streaming with Ron, hopefully, in the future. So Tim Balls on Twitch there as well. The streaming idea that I had, and I won't well, I won't give away one of the games, but there may be a certain game coming that I've been trying to get for a while, and I have the dialed in. And Flintstones. I, yeah, Flintstones. <laughs> and what I'd like to do is do a we'll do a double shot, double shot stream. 
either do do the slam tilt one first and then Tim Balls one or Tim Balls one and slam tilt. But Tim Tim can come over, we'll play some dialed in, and then we'll play this mystery game. I want in on this action. <laughs> and Bruce wants to come over, so we'll have to see if he can make it over. Um, and and this is this is a shoot. I'm not lying here. When I play on the stream with Tim, it'll be the first time I play my game. And I literally will have next to no idea what I'm doing. So Tim's going to have to walk me through my own game and what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. And I think that'd be a pretty little neat experience because the only, the only time I played the new rule set was I played it in Fantastic and really didn't know what I was doing. And I think I played once at um, Replay FX and I didn't know what I was doing. So I haven't really watched any tutorials on the, the, the completed code. So I have no there idea. There aren't any tutorials on the completed oh, code. Oh, well, there you go. There's long, hey. There might be a long Jack dead flip video. Yeah. So, but. like, I know how to get multi-ball, like, when it came out, the prototype in October, which does not appear to be how you get multi-ball now. Ah, yes, the multi-ball is the third most important thing I'm dialed in. Oh, so what's the first two? You'll have to wait and see. Ah, very good. I see what you did there. Our Twitch feed, our Twitch channel is also Slam Till Podcast. So when it eventually goes fully live, you'll see that. Do you want to do our usual shout-outs, Bruce? Hopefully you remember them all. Okay, the Pinball Players Podcast. Bro, do you even talk pinball? Coast-to-coast pinball. Pinball Profile. Pinball Profile with Jeff Teolis. Head-to-head. Head-to-head. With, uh, <laughs> see, why don't you just say it? <laughs> I'll just add in. The Canadian Pinball Podcast. That flipping podcast. This flipping podcast, yes. Yeah, yes. Again, this has been episode 61, Return of the Pink Panther. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun-dun, dun A big thank you to Tim Balls once again. Tim Balls rocks. Thanks for having me on this great show, the Slam Tilt Podcast. And thanks, thanks for judging in my favor for 1980. And thank you for judging in my favor of 1981. Everyone's and happy. Everyone's <laughs> well, happy. I'm um, the first. I am the first winner. You're the yes, you're the first winner. You know who the first winner at Pinburg was? That would be me. C division, we finished first. I was the first winner of Pinburg at the Papa facility. No one can take that from me. Where's your banner? I don't get a banner. Damn it! <laughs> My dream is to win B division at Pinburg because then I could say I'm a multi-divisional champion. How's that coming? Uh, not good. I, I, you know, I get into B, but then I can't make the playoffs. You see, it's very frustrating. So, uh, man, we are way off the rails and way long. So thank you, yes, everyone. Again, episode 61, Return of the Pink Panther. Thank you to all our listeners. See you later. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Taz Pinball from Australia, mate. Oh.